0: I get stories from Stacy Peralta. When I told him, said, hey, you can go over to that shoe store. They're giving shoes away to skaters. This is rad, you know? So he goes over, hey, how you doing? So those guys in those days, that's we, we would have the store manager, okay, wow. you can give those shoes away.
1: All right. We are back, huh? We're back at the Nine Club, everybody. Today, we have a very special, special
0: Special <laughs> guest, Mr. Steve Van Doren, is with us. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for inviting me up here to the Nine Club. Thank yeah, you for, for coming, man. coming, coming man. man. And thank
1: you for bringing all this amazing stuff that you're just going to gift us after the show. You got, that, you got the, uh, what is this? The is bronze shoe, a, shoe yeah. right there. We, we have got a the huge uh, shoe over here. We, we got, got, a got a massive shoe. I think that's Shaq's van shoe, right? And that's that's our, his new. What? Old what size school is- size sixty six. and called a size sixty
2: six. <laughs> wow. Let
1: That's me ask a you a question. Big. Let's just let's just jump right into this really yeah. quick. Why were vans in the back in the day? Why were they just numbers? How come they weren't called? How come they weren't named anything?
0: It's amazing because we never called it authentic old school skate high. My dad was a systems guy, oh. and so uh, a forty four was authentic. Okay, a forty five was a boat shoe. A forty six was a leather.
1: Now, this was just in his system. That's the number that he assigned that
0: on the box. If you had a striped blue box, okay. Again, men's shoes were in blue boxes. Boys and youth were in orange boxes, striped. Mm -hmm. Women and misses were in green boxes, and childs were in red boxes. So, if you walked into the warehouse or any store, you're looking for a men's shoe, go to the blue area. So, this was his
1: own way of organization in the vans. And, Ecosystem.
0: Yeah, and, and we had our own factory. Again, 1966 when we started. We, we, my dad built a factory for a year and a half ahead of time. And when he opened up. This was in
1: Orange, it, right? Actually,
0: Anaheim. Anaheim, Anaheim excuse is, me. So 66 to about 79, 80. It was like 13 buildings in Anaheim. Wow. And then we found a piece of property in Orange on Batavia. Okay. And moved all those buildings onto one piece of property where... It was a 70,000-square-foot manufacturing and then about 30,000-foot stitching room or about a 40,000-foot um, um, warehouse and then offices, about you know maybe 50,000 square feet of offices. Okay. And um, I had up to 1,800 people working there, making shoes in America from 66 to about uh, 94. Wow. That's, that's,
2: what, that's incredible. When it, that's when it changed yeah. in 94? So, that's when it stopped?
1: Yeah. That's when you moved yeah. the operation to uh, Overseas, China, right? Yeah. Overseas. Yeah. Overseas. Yep. Now, when you guys were... Uh, I don't want to show your age or anything, but how old were you when the Vans started?
0: 1966. Yes. Okay? And I, I don't know why they don't give me that one year, but I, okay. they got me starting in 67 because I was 10 years old. And you so started working six. there at 10? I, I wasn't in the factory until I was like 12 or 13 in the summertime. And my brother was really, he's two years older than me, uh-huh. and he was a mechanic and took things apart. And you know he was that kind of thing. And they wouldn't let me near no saws or anything, so I was more of the talker, but 12, 13, 14 years old, I would be at the end line um, when they make the shoe. There's about 14 people on that line, and I was the last person, and all I had was a roller. So I was supposed to roll the bumper to the first foxing, the foxing to the friction, the friction (laughs) to the canvas, the, the rubber to the outsole. So I would roll the shoe, inspect it, put the heel label on, roll it, and then put it on the rack, which then goes into a vulcanizer. At uh, 275 degrees, 20 pounds of air pressure per square inch <laughs> for about an hour and five minutes.
1: This was all in the, in the early 60s? 66.
0: Uh, so this was probably 69, 70 okay. is when I was in the factory. Because when I was 10 and we uh, got the building in 1965, my job with my brother and my two sisters... Janie uh, and Taffy, Cheryl was maybe a little bit. She was four years old, so she, she wasn't painting. But we painted, the, the four of us painted the whole inside of that 15,000-square-foot building Jeez. before the machinery came.
3: Wow. It took us about
0: a week. My grandfather from Boston came out and built scaffolding so me and Paul could get up higher because the ceilings were maybe 30, 40 feet high. Mm. So scaffolding. So we're painting and painting and painting. So when we finished the inside, my dad all of a sudden found out about a spray gun. And so (laughs) in one day, after that, (laughs) that. so now the outside is going to be painted, right? So my dad and me from seven in the morning to seven at night painted the whole outside in one day. My job was to take the one gallon thing and pour them into the five gallon thing and then hold the ladder, (laughs) you know, and then if I got in the way or, you know, you painted the whole thing on the outside. So at that point when the factory was being built, Mm we were just handy, but you know, you did real good. You got to go down the street and pick out the bologna, the bread, the chips to bring back. Mm -hmm. So I worked that whole first summer. And I remember we were from Boston. So I was born in Boston, grew up there and came out in 64 to California to Costa Mesa. And, um, that first summer when we were finished, we were gonna, my mother was going to drive us back to Boston to see my grandparents and all of our relatives. My dad gave me fifty one dollar bills. Oh, back then. Oh, <laughs> come on, come you know on. I, didn't want, I didn't want two 20s and a 10. I wanted <laughs> once. Because I could go to Stucky's, you know, and buy six things and have 20 cents left over, and I got 49 more stops. So having a big, having a big old wad of money, like, oh, my. So we always knew you worked and you got some money. Okay. It didn't matter how much, mm. you got some money, some wow. green. And so... Then from there, my dad put in the first store, which was in Costa Mesa.
1: Can we rewind a little bit? Yep. I want to uh, Costa Mesa store. I want to put that in the mental, uh, the banks right now. But your dad previously, before starting Vans, worked for another shoe brand, right?
0: 20 years. 20 years. So and si-
1: why did he, he just thought, this is, I can do this myself.
0: Yeah. So what happened was my grandmother, my Italian grandmother, you know, wanted my dad at 16. At ninth grade, he left school. He didn't think he was learning anymore, and he left school. So okay. my grandmother's all upset, and she wanted him to get a job. And so um, she got a job from him at the shoe factory. And he was supposed to show up there, but he thought his friend needed the job more, so he gave him the job. Mm. So when my dad got home that night and didn't go to work, my grandmother, he would say, he took the broom across his head. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> so the Uh-oh. next job... The broom, wow. Yeah, I mean, right. Maybe uh, a belt yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. but a broom. A broom. She was, she was a big lady, so she had to have a lot of reach <laughs> See, to catch whoa. him. So the next job came up. He yeah. got a job, and he came to the shoe factory. Okay. And he was supposed to be, you know, just in there sweeping floors or whatever. And somebody didn't show up where um, he was a... He kind of called him like uh, an assistant to bring parts of the tops of the shoes to the different stitchers. And so he was in there the, on the very first day at work. He's in there, and he's the lady says, Paul, bring these over to the lady in the pink over there. And then lady over in the pink says, bring these to the one over in the yellow. So he's moving all these things around. At the end of the day, everybody went home at 4 o'clock. My dad stayed around till 11 that night by himself. The owner's son... Um, who was like ten years older than my dad, so he's like in his mid twenties. Okay, comes up at eleven o'clock at night. What are you doing? He says, "Well, they gave me it's my first day. They gave me this job, and it's all messed up. So I'm having people push. So I'm organizing. So tomorrow it's going to go much smoother." Oh, wow. So the guy kind of looked at my dad and helped him finish there. They left like 11 30 and the next day, everything ran smoothly.
1: Your dad was how
4: old? He
0: was 16 years old. Oh, wow. So what shoe
4: brand was it? It
0: was called Randy's.
4: Randy's. Okay. Yes.
0: So, um, again, they made shoes back in the day for, like, Bob Cousy. Mm-hmm. Again, you know? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they, they, you know it, was a, it was a company. It was the third largest shoe company in the United States Wow. at that time. So you might have had Keds, PF Flyers, Converse.
1: So he was on the assembly line. He heard heard saw how yeah. all this was... Being manufactured.
0: So for 20 years, he always solved problems and worked his way up to be like an executive vice president. So in 1963, they bought a plant in um, Garden Grove, losing $6 million a year. Every other month, they were losing a $1 million. So my dad, my Uncle Jim, Gordon Lee, and two other gentlemen, they took five people from the East Coast and sent them to the West Coast. So my dad came out, and within a year, he had the West Coast plant, which was just new for them, doing better than the East Coast plant. Interesting. Mm. And then one day my dad had a disagreement with that same person he met when he was 16, and he quit. So after a year, come to California, five kids, a new house, a new job, he has nothing. Oh. And so a friend of my dad that he worked with from Japan that made the tops of the shoes for that company sometimes, they're called uppers. Okay. He called the off and he says, can I talk to Paul Van And I'm sorry he doesn't work here no more. So Serge calls my dad at home. He says, Paul, what's up? He says, uh, he told him the story and stuff. He says, you have any ideas? My dad says, yeah, I have an idea. So Serge sends my dad a ticket to Kobe, Japan. So my dad flies to Kobe, Japan, tells Serge about the idea. I want to build my own factory and sell them in my own stores. And Serge says, okay. So Serge the mo- the money. Into the company. Who was this guy, by the way? It's, he just—he's a, a friend that my dad had met. Okay. His father was a an entrepreneur in Japan. They oh, were—they okay. were actually Belgium, but he lived in Japan, and he died. So Serge had to go from Belgium out there and take over his dad's trading company. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay.
1: Serge is trying to figure this all out, and yep. he calls your. Okay. So okay. Serge. Interesting. Serge
0: calls, and so all of a sudden, Serge says, "Okay, you know, I'm going to put so much money in," and so my dad, for the next year, found a building. Bought machinery, put it all together. My Uncle Jim was a real great machinist, mechanic, knew everything about building, that kind of thing. So he was kind of taking over the building, the factory things. Gordy was a manufacturer, knew all the different positions and stuff to build shoes. My dad knew how to build shoes and stuff, but his job was going to be more of get a store, open it up. Right. So that's where the first store comes in. In And that's where my job comes in (laughs) because me and my brother would go and paint every store, put in the racks, Put the shoes in, and then open up, and then open up. I never was shy of talking, so I was a salesperson.
1: This was after you guys got the, the, the factory going. Yes. Okay. So we're, now we're catching up to where we were talking about opening the first store. Yep.
0: Where did the name you said Vans? Costa Mesa? Oh, Costa Mesa. Yeah. On ahead. Newport Boulevard. It's not the same location, but oh. we've always been on Newport Boulevard for sixty-eight years.
1: Where did? It, is this it right here?
0: Oh. Uh, no. That's the L.A. County Fair. What is that? What that's, about this? That's Waltz. That's a member of the was oh, oh, That's the store on Eagle Rock. Oh, that's an so Eagle Rock. That's an Eagle Rock. Again, home of the flying V. Okay, so you see that, how that V is there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad always doodled. So everybody always asked me where the side strike came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my dad called that oh. the giant jazz strike. But you can kind of see a little the jazz bit strike. Jazz yeah. strike. That's what he called amazing. it in the day. And that's where that shoe in 1977 went on the first old school, Style 36. But wow. that was probably <laughs> store number 11. Okay. So buy, direct, and save. So my dad's- Wait a old, minute, wait a minute.
1: What year is this?
0: By the, That there's like 68, 69. So it,
1: within uh, two or three years, you were already at 11 stores.
0: Oh, probably in the first year. Wow. So probably, see, probably, probably 10 stores in 66, and then- Sixty seven. Why, why were you guys going at hyper growth. speed? I, yeah. Well, when you have a factory and you're making shoes, okay. We well, got to sell them. We got to sell them. <laughs> so, so what happens is that my dad, Gordy, and Jim would go to three different swap meets every weekend.
1: Your dad, Gordy, and Jim, they, those are the three owned partners. partners. Yeah. Right.
0: And Surge was the fourth one, but he was a silent partner. Okay. He put the money okay. in. Old and was there for advice and stuff like that. But the three of them did all the work mm-hmm. of building the factory, the heavy lifting, for the yeah. stores, everything else. So, um, The very first years, there was, you know, little sales. My dad thought he'd only need one store because the shoes were going to be so great. Right. But nobody knew of him. So the factory actually had a store. So that was, you know, the factory store was when he opened up. The first store was Costa Mesa. Okay. So they put in a store. Okay, we still need to get product uh, going sales so we can manufacture more.
1: How are you going to get people to buy them?
0: Right. So my dad quickly put 10 stores in. Okay. On the weekends, go to the swap meet. My job was to take flyers and go pass them around the neighborhood. (laughs) La Mirada swap meet, Santa Fe Spring swap meet, Orange swap meet. Wherever there was swap meets, that's where we went. So my dad would have a truck, open it up and have the shoes inside and then I'd pass flyers up Stop by booth twenty-two, whatever it was, and stuff, and that's how we got wow. going at the very beginning. So how after, many styles did
1: you have at this point? Sorry to interrupt.
0: Um, no, it's okay. So there, in, in the authentic style forty-four, there was red, there was, there was okay, <laughs> so yeah. green, navy blue, and light blue.
1: You had one style.
0: One style. Okay. That was that. Was that you built this that whole
1: factory, you got right. one style of But well, coming out. That
0: was style forty-four. But <laughs> that I, was the original. <laughs> but that was that was so going back to the numbers. So like, well, there, well, why not one? Know, Why 44? At, <laughs> at the, at the fir- what happened to what happened the, the 1 through 43? There style 15 was a uh-huh. blucher for childs. Style 16 was a two-islet women's. Style <laughs> okay. 17 was a pointed women's. Style 18 was a espadrille. Style 19 was a regular <laughs> Oh, women's. you got these ingrained. Oh. ingrained. Style yeah. 20 yeah. is a slip-on. <laughs> then he moved from style 20 yeah. over to 44. Oh.
1: So okay. there were some 44, sho- okay. 45,
0: 46, 47 was a buckle. 48 was a slip on. 49 was a chucka. They're wow. in my I wow. love the chucka, by the way. Oh, yeah, the chukka, chukka was 49. So good. Yeah. And if I yell over there to Bob and I tell him any color, he'd come up with it mm-hmm. too, because Bob's been around for 45 years. But then all of a sudden in 1976, um, our first skateboard shoe got a 95 number. Okay. 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 For, it was a, It was a. It was a. It's like a authentic, uh-huh. but it's two colors. So it's navy blue, red, navy blue, and it had a padded collar. Yeah. And it had an off the wall heel labels. So and this, was,
1: this, but this came from Tony Alva Yes. and, and the Dogtown guys. That's right. right? They wanted. They loved the shoes. Yep. And they wanted a skate shoe, which I thought it was. I thought it was, it's an incredible story. I don't know too much about it, but they worked with you guys to build this skate shoe, which I think is pretty rad for yeah. you guys as a big company to be like, oh, wait, you, you want a skate shoe? Like, let's work on this together.
0: Yeah. So we weren't that big of a company, those Okay, days. well, you know right. I mean, but just but to, yes, to, to yes, take inspiration well, and use this The like, reason, reason we came up with navy blue and red, which didn't go too good along with the Crips you know, and Bloods because you had oh, both back colors in the day. on yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, oh, so what happened I'm is that, that Tony was going to the Santa Monica store and got a shoe, so we got the word... Got the word that hey some skaters are coming in okay so I asked dad hey can we give some shoes away, and so let's say the shoes at this time in the seventies was let's say eight dollars, okay because the first shoe the forty four the authentic in nineteen sixty six four dollars and forty nine cents wow what? the women's style nineteen was two dollars and twenty nine cents yeah but if you got to
1: think about the, the 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 price to buy a four dollar shoe in the sixties was yep. pretty it's a
0: it's a yep. decent price yep. Yeah. So in, in the 70s, when Tony's 74, 75 is coming in, um, he found out that he could just buy one shoe. So if he was using his left foot and that's what was wearing out and he had a pair of blue authentic style 44s, he could come in and get the left foot for $4 half yeah, price. But who came up
1: with this? Who yeah. came up with you could buy one shoe? My dad.
0: <laughs> because you could buy a size 9 and a size 8. And he'd, he'd sell you the nine, 8, 9 because you had split feet. Oh. We'd send the shoes back to the factory, make the other one, and make two pair back. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're, it's, again, so ac- it's accessible right yeah. you guys. We're, so. we're, we're a company that the very first day, some ladies came in on the first day and said, well, I like this pink, but I, I like a lighter color. And the lady says, well, I like that yellow, but I want you know a deeper. But my dad says, ladies, I can't carry all these fabrics go down to the local fabric store buy a third of a yard anything you want bring it back and i'll make a pair of shoes they go how much will that be he says 50 cents so for <laughs> instead of 229 they would have bought would be, their own materials they go bought their own material bring it back and 50 cents more we make a pair of custom shoes i <laughs> love the fact that,
1: that that from day one that I, your dad he's listening to the customers I,
0: oh you had to that's so incredible. I've been minded that. from the gentleman. I love that. So, yeah. so when Tony and them, Tony went into the store, Lois, who was the manager at the time, said that, you know, he could get one shoe and we finally said you can give him a pair of shoes. Okay. So then St- I get stories from Stacy Peralta. When I Tony said, Hey, you can go over that shoe store, they're giving shoes away to skaters. This is rad, you know. So <laughs> he goes over, Hey, how you doing? So those guys in those days, that's we, we would have the store manager, okay, wow. you can give those shoes away. And we guaranteed all of our shoes, so if something came apart on the shoe, Uh
2: because
0: I remember a story about, because, again, you know, if if something's wrong with the left foot and this came apart, the right foot's fine, it's only a week old, Mm -hmm. you know, the store manager might just sit there and say, you know, okay, I'll just give you this shoe here. Mm. So I got a call up, I was in charge of half of the stores, and so the guy's telling me the story about how his daughter left there and she had a brand new shoe on the right foot and a shoe that's a week old on the left foot. Okay, 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 and everything seemed fine at the time and stuff, but he didn't like that, so he called him. He says, and he understood after I talked to him, and says, We would have replaced it both of them if, if she, she wanted to, but it seemed like that was all that was wrong with it because we could take the other foot back, okay, and make another one,
4: right?
0: You know, so it was only like half the loss. He says, I'm glad you're not in the pant business, you know, okay, <laughs> 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 you know, so he made his point to me and stuff, sure, like that. sure, but, but that's how it started off, and then. Um 1977 I hired our first team manager. Mm. Because I was working in the stores, I had just gotten married. Okay. And I was in charge of half the stores and I couldn't spend all the time going out looking for talent for skaters and stuff. So Everett Rosecrans was hired. Um and we got him a van and painted up it was a van's skate, you know, skate team van and he had two boys Beatle and Kelly that were probably 11 and 13. Uh-huh. And so in those days, you'd have a lot of demos. We had plexiglass ramps. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Everett was out there picking his team. You know, who was going to be on the team? And, and, and it just evolved from there.
1: This was after you guys had made the first skate shoe.
0: Yes. Right. In 1976 was the first skate shoe. Right. March 18th. I know that because I got married on March 6th. I went to Hawaii on my honeymoon. Had to be back to launch the first skate shoe off the Wall heel label, which the story behind that, you know, where did that kind of what we call we're talking about the red turtle, label on the back right, the wall, yep, yeah right yep so and you know i learned things later on um i had a cousin mm-hmm. mark van Doren, who was a um artist at the time he was probably 13 years old and he had drawn the turtle that design and s- spray paint on the bottom of his skateboard he's stencil cut mm-hmm. and so my uncle jim says what's that and he says well it's a skate thing so we had just found out the word off the wall for Tony coming off the wall uh, on the pool in the same. Yeah. So we put off the wall in there and that's how the off the wall came. Cause back in the eighties, Oh, sorry about that. Um, back in the seventies, yeah. late seventies, a lot of punk rock were doing all kinds of stenciling and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Mark was into that. He stenciled that off the wall, went inside of it. And that's where the first off the wall came from. That's wow. incredible.
1: This episode is brought to us by AG one. It is very important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality and that's why for years I have been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands out there, AG1 conducts relentless testing to set the standard for purity and potency. It's also researched and developed by an in-house team of scientists, doctors, and nutritionists with decades of experience in their respective fields. I know that I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard, guess what, typically only tested for 10. That's why the Nine Club has partnered with AG1 for so long, because they make such a high-quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get your free 1-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and 5 free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com/9club. All you got to do in your URL type drinkag1.com/9club at checkout. Go give it a try. This episode is supported by Element a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt, no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks with a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. Listen, electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the condition of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. As you may or may not know, when you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. Athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. When sodium is not replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. So guess what? Right now, Element is offering our listeners, that's you, a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash nine club. The deal is only available through our link. That's right. You must go to drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash nine club, N-I-N-E-C-L-U-B Go try Element, everybody. Thank you.
0: 77, old school came out because, again, listening, they were saying, hey, you know, you're wearing the shoes out because of grip tape and it's ripping the canvas. So the old school style 36 came out, and that's where the jazz stripe came. Oh, Oh, wow. Later, 77, a mid-top came out, style 37. Again, 36 was the old school. 37 was a mid, and 38 in 1978. The skate high came because they wanted it higher, more padding. Mm -hmm. Were you guys
1: putting the red? Did you guys want to differentiate the two types of shoes, like the skate shoes? Okay, we're going to put a red label on this one, and this is going to be our skate division. And
0: So what it was is that skate shoe got that, and then from there morphed custom-made because a lot of people wanted to go make custom-made shoes with instead of a blue, navy blue, Mm -hmm. red, navy blue, Mm -hmm. they could have black, silver, black, anything they wanted. When they did a custom-made on that red label one on it. Okay. When the 36 old school came out, red label. 37, red label. 38, red label. And I don't know where the color first came out of. All I know is that kids was blue. Mm. And first, Van Shoes in 66 was white, and it said House of Vans. Okay. Then, about a year later, changed it changed. just for a little while went mm. Van.
1: Just van. van. Okay,
0: and even a little bit later went Vans,
1: uh-huh.
0: and then it went to Van Dorn. So Van oh. Dorn were on all kind of the basic shoes. Off the wall were skate shoes, custom. Mm.
1: When did mm. you when did you change when did it just, just just change the Vans.
0: You mean like back then? Like
1: the low, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you guys like.
0: It was always the square root of ANS, so to speak. You know, that, that, there's. The, that was know, a, the little. My, thing, my right. last name's Van Dorn. Yeah. It was yep. the V went across. My dad's signature always had some wild, crazy oh. things. So the the V always came out that way. There. Okay, and okay. So that's kind of some early day history and stuff there. That's incredible.
4: Definitely. Did you guys only have your own retail? Like, you didn't sell to any other stores?
0: No, uh, exactly. Um, A lot of stories behind that was where my dad worked for 20 years. I don't know if you want to hear the pigeon story or not. But my dad, remember I told the story about him Mm. starting at 16 years old? Mm -hmm. Uh, When he was 18, the big boss, Bob... At the time, asked my dad to go to Boston and help him with a shoe show. So, my dad's in a factory going, Oh man, I got to go here. So, he goes in, he found out the reason why is because they wanted him to set up like, you know, a trade show. Okay. But in those days, it's in hotel rooms. Mm. So, my dad did all the work and set all the displays up, and then all the customers would come to the, the hotel, mm-hmm. go up to the rooms, and they would show them what they had to sell. Sure. Take the orders from there. So, my dad was glad to be part of that. He went down later on and he sees. Um, his hero, the boss, going out to dinner with a bunch of people and this one person named Harry, Harry goes to Bob, hey, 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 Bob, go out and catch me a pigeon out. This is in the Boston Commons. Oh, no, no, Harry, we're going to go, you know, get some drinks, we're going to get some steaks, we're going to have a great time. No, no, catch me a pigeon. And my dad's looking over like, what, what the heck's the guy talking about? <laughs> catch me a pigeon. And so he says, no, no, no. He didn't, so the guy insisted, Bob, catch me a pigeon. So my dad in the early days at 18 years old, sees his hero running around trying to catch a pigeon in Boston Commons. And my dad found out later that gentleman was the biggest buyer for a company, that they needed those orders so he would have done anything. Uh-huh.
1: so Was this guy just like mo- almost
0: mocking him? Like, go, go
1: catch me a pigeon. Right? Yeah.
0: and he was tra- chasing it down in his suit and stuff. Because he really wanted wow. him to catch up. You know? And so you needed the orders so bad, he had to go do that.
3: Oh, my God. So my
0: dad, at his life at Randy's for 20 years, always said, I'll never catch pigeons. So when he started Vans, <laughs> oh. <laughs> when he started Vans, he says, and my dad always tried to talk Bob into putting some stores in. But they just made shoes and sold them to other people. Mm. So my dad said, when I start Vans... I'm going to make my own shoes. I'm going to have my own stores so I never have to catch pigeons.
3: Mm. And wow. so
0: it's a whole story. You know, when they had the first cake opened up the first day, they had a pigeon on there. <laughs> they had the pigeon. Yeah. And so, again, when the bank, do you want something on your checks, you know, and stuff like this here? Yeah, Put never catch pigeons. So their motto at the very beginning, and today, 50, coming up on 58 years, Wow. Um, we have more than half of our business around the world is still sold through a van store. We like wholesale, Mm -hmm. okay? We appreciate everything that they do to try to get the brands where people, we don't have our own stores, but it's still 58 years later, still my dad's dream is still there at least 50%. (laughs) Nice. So that nobody kind of dictates what you have to do. Yeah. Well, th- there
1: are so many van stores around. I mean, I remember when I was a kid going to the van store. What's your name? Uh, yeah. Santa Monica. Oh,
0: great. No yeah, 100%. Mine,
2: mine was in, uh, gosh... I like to say Cano- Canoga Park, Chatsworth yeah, sure. area. Yeah,
0: no, Tabanga Canyon Boulevard and yes, and Nordoff. Yes, that's it. That's yeah, it. So that was a store. We we had five of them. Okay. Where eventually, you know, you had the stores, McDonald's. And they always had their own real estate. Well, sure, we, sure, sure. We put in five stores that we owned, and that was one of them. Wow. And so it was a certain, original days that went in probably nineteen. 19- Sixty nine, seventy, okay. yeah. um, where it was actually striped. My dad striped it like the out in Vegas of the circus circus.
2: It really stood out. I it tell stood you that. out. Yeah,
0: that was the whole idea of it. His that trying to get attention. Yeah, as mm-hmm. mom drove by, what's that? You know. Yeah. Because my dad thought you know, hey, circuses are kind of fun things. Maybe she'll come in here yeah. and stuff. And it said House of Vans, yep. and so that store there. um was different and that's how we had one in corona we had one in uh, woodland hills how are you guys managing all these stores
1: like you said by by, by if, within a year you had over 11 stores you had so many how, how are you managing all this stuff we like, had
0: you know they had district managers yeah you know that was and eventually because pretty quick by the time the end of the 60s getting into the 70s sure. we had 50 stores and then all around southern california all in southern california and then in the um, early 70s, because uh, I remember I was Like Greg, Starbucks back here. <laughs> <So> we, <opened laughs> we opened up like 12 stores in the Bay Area in like 71, 2, 3. Okay. And it was a grind because nobody knew who Vans was up there. And it was actually draining the business so much that they recalled them. Oh, wow. My, wow. Uncle, my, my uncle on my mother's side, Dan, went up there and opened all those stores up. And so we brought him back down. He stayed up there, and that's how wholesale started. He became a rep for wholesale. And then we opened up stores wholesale-wise in the Bay Area. Oh. That's
1: how the wholesale business of, of vans got started. Started up in, wow. up in that area. Okay. So
0: if you kind of think of 70s, we still haven't got to Fast Times at Ridgemont High and oh, check Oh, I trust A's me. I'm So yeah. you know, We haven't, we're just coming out in you know, 76 with skate shoes. So we're still infant. We're still under 10 years and right, nobody really right. knows what the brand is.
1: But, but, you, but here you have this underground culture. That yeah. is embracing it,
0: yeah. it, it, it and, and this and, doesn't and, happen to yes, many companies. Yep, no, and and still be around. For sure. Eight oh years my later. God! So what happens is that um, the brand itself in Southern California no wholesale. So my dad agreed to open up wholesale in San Diego, oh. and San Francisco, and that's where it was first starting. Then. When 76, 77, 78, the skate shoe came out, skate magazines, you advertise, you know, and you hear people, you know, in the Midwest go into their skate magazines and then they'd read about all of the things that they love. them and then they saw the shoes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I gotta have a pair of those. Oh, yeah. And and, and then they would mail order. Mm. They would be, okay, mail order, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Mail order, you know, the shoes and stuff. Were
1: you, was your dad itching to get more stores across the United States? By this time, or was it... No,
0: he was satisfied. He had his 50 or 60 stores here. Okay. Wholesale after the, like, 82 area. Sure. When Fast Times came out. That's Mm -hmm. where it started morphing around there. And that was wholesale, not retail.
1: Not only did you have the underground skateboarding culture, like embracing the (sighs) the vans, in Southern California, for that matter. But, I mean, when Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out, Spicoli.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, that threw vans into a whole yeah. new category and a whole new i mean you guys must have been selling shoes you couldn't make them fast enough yep
0: yeah. so there's another funny story to go along with the pigeons a little bit because one of the big retailers at that time wanted to buy the shoes across the country and my dad said okay he says you can have 49 and a half states but you can't have southern california who is
1: this Why like, woolworth or something
0: yeah, I won't put them on. Okay. There. <laughs> um, Go ahead. But, um, and my dad says, no, you can't have them selling in California. And they said, well, we won't buy them. My wow. dad says, fine. He didn't sell them. Amazing. Because wow. he, he, he wanted to protect his own stores that he had built at that time from 66 to, you know, 82. That was pretty A huge deal yeah. to turned down, and too. And it there was, again, when you have a spike yep. and you got to live, you know. So mm. what happens, though, is the Fast Times uh, era was awesome. I remember, you know, um, and I found out, you know, the true story that Sean Penn went into the Santa Monica store, bought a pair of checkerboard. Now, where did checkerboard come from? It was kids drawing on the rubber, making checks six months earlier. And so I says, okay, make rubber. So we made checkerboard rubber, black and white first, then red and white, then blue and white, then black and red and all these different colors on the shoes. And then we had strips of rubber in each store, and you might have had like uh, you know 15 different choices, and you could make your custom-made shoe-ins. You say, okay, I want this, and so you'd have, a, let's say, a style 44, authentic. <laughs> 19 was navy blue, and then the rubber would be 6006 for a men's medium. In between, that was 00, and the rubber might have said AB, if it was black and white check. A C if it was red and white check you'd put that in there and that's how the shoe got made. But let me ask you a question
1: though if if I could if you, back then I could, if I could go in and get my own custom made checkerboard stuff would I have to right. wait for them to come in? or Would you have yes. all these? No. You, okay. Yep. You'd, so, you'd order them to be made.
0: Right. You order them to be made. Okay. And okay. so as as it, you walk out in the factory and you see you know hey there's a whole bunch of shoes with black and white checks on black shoes okay let's just make some of those and put them in stock. Now was that your idea to do the black to do the checkerboards or whose idea? No. It was it was definitely. I was in charge of half the stores, okay. hearing the customers coming in and wanting to see that and stuff. So we did that first. Then from there, I gave pieces of fabric, I'm sorry, pieces of canvas okay. um, to the stores. It was actually paper. So there was uh, mm-hmm. the friction that goes around the shoe. Sure. So we made it one inch by 14 inches.
1: So you weren't even making the whole shoe checkerboard. You were just making the, the just last. Rubber the, first. the rubber The rubber. rubber. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we would put papers in the stores and let kids tell us what they want. And all of a sudden, every month, they bring them to my desk, and I have a pile. does <laughs> this even? And I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, like, how unicorn, is this even, Unicorns, unicorns. I love boys. I love girls. Uh, the zebra, whatever it was. And all of a sudden, this pile is this big. So we had a contest. If we picked your design, oh, we okay. would then invite you them to making, the factory. Okay. we invited invite them to the factory. They went for a tour of the factory, the family, took them to Disneyland, and then we made that next thing.
1: So you weren't making all of these. This no. was like a contest type exactly. thing. Okay, mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha.
0: But we did make checkerboard. Okay. Then we <laughs> okay. see the kids drawing on the fabric. So we made our own, we, we took white fabric and printed checks and then put it into the stores. The first one was black and white check. Then Sean Penn goes in, Santa Monica store. We didn't, you know, I just thought Betty Mitchell, who was our PR person, brought shoes to the studios, Universal, Sony Pictures. Oh. No. She told me she was like 93 years old this is like 10 years ago and told me exactly what happened. So Sean went in, bought it, went out, he was at the scene, he had the shoes on. So Sony Pictures, Universal calls up Vans and says, "Hey, our, you know, star here has a pair of these check shoes. Can we get some more?" So Betty drove up with 2 dozen shoes and gave it to him and the rest is history. But they're not <laughs> even Wait a minute, but
1: they don't even ask if they could use it in the movie? No. No. Before that, it's
2: like, (laughs) you can do whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, No. Wow. Yeah. So I met Sean Penn maybe a year ago over in Hawaii. It's actually a year and a half ago. And it was just at the time where you had to eat outside. You couldn't go inside restaurants for COVID. Uh And so the uh, owner of the restaurant at Turtle Bay, uh, there's a golf course. It's called Lele's. And so we're eating outside. And all of a sudden, Pete goes into the restroom. and comes out and says, Steve, John Penn's inside You had never met him
1: up to this point. I,
0: I met him when he did Dogtown with the Z-Boys. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. He narrated that. Sure. So I got to meet him quick there. But this is the first time. So I said, I got to go say hi. <laughs> so I go inside and I said, hey, Mr. Penn, uh, I'm Steve Van in and france Hey, how you doing? This is my daughter. His daughter was like, looked like she was in her early 20s. And okay. Stuff. I says to the daughter, I says, now, your father's my hero because he – narrated Dogtown and Z-Boys, but really because he was Spicoli. He not want to admit that, but you made my life so much better for worldwide just with our brand. So I thanked him and stuff and left him That's alone. Cool. Wow. Go outside. Maybe an hour later, we were leaving. I didn't want to go back inside. So Ian is the owner of Lele's, so I gave him my credit card. I want to pay for their dinner. So I'm way over here. and He comes across the restaurant, comes out, Steve, you didn't have to. I said, I wanted to. You know, thank you so much. I would let you just want to buy your dinner you wow. know, and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. That's it's exactly so nice. funny because
1: like in, in his mind, you playing Spicoli, he just wants the outfit. He wants a character to come together and yeah. that those pairs of shoes came together. Yep. He's probably not even thinking about helping the brand and right. you know what I mean? Like right. for him, it's just a character based thing yep. and, and yep. unknowingly changed Van's yes trajectory in probably term, you know and so
0: that's when you know basically international wholesale was picking up more and more mm. of it our southern california stores were still you know and we were pumping at 82 okay unfortunately you know we had um my dad like in 1980 81 mm-hmm. uh, probably 1980 my um uncle jim who was 10 years younger was very ambitious and uh like i say a really great person he wanted to make athletic shoes okay you know, now you've seen like seven years of nike and adidas and different people and stuff and we were you know getting a little bit more popular in southern california uh-huh. so he wanted to make all kinds of athletic shoes so as the money was coming in for checkerboard it was going out making american-made athletic shoes mm-hmm. wasn't that we we had running shoes got five stars in runners world we made basketball shoes and all kinds of different other shoes. And so it wasn't our MO. Right. Uh And it caused us to have troubles. It was off-brand. And so we had 1984. We went in Chapter 11. Wow. And so it was a tough time. And so those next three years, um, I learned a lot about integrity because uh, as the courts protect you while you get yourself straightened back out Mm -hmm, again. mm -hmm. And um, what happened was the bank wanted to liquidate. Okay, oh. they want. I, I still have my desk today. It's my dad's desk and a cadenza, and has a little number on it because the bank marks everything in your company wow. that they can sell off. Oh, boy. and so I still today in 2024 have that, have that desk. I What's the number on there? Forty four. Yeah, exact. Good one. Um, <clears throat> but they uh, what are the, the odds all, 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 the, all the creditors and stuff came back to them and court that the desk. That's that's the desk. Wow! Yeah, wow. look at that. Yeah, so who
1: are you talking cool. to right there?
0: Yeah, I, I was faking it on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
1: wait a minute! Hey, you, look at the hair, man! No, yeah, I Look at that man. hair, bro. Hey, you you look great, right? I, I always had a briefcase. Okay. Yeah. What did you keep in there, like like snacks and?
0: Yeah. Tr- yeah exactly. I would have kept that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I'll, I'll I'll do a picture today. Mm-hmm. Um, something on my desk, and there's a Rolodex there and everybody teases me online and stuff hey man I haven't gone in there for a while but every number I ever had was in there yeah, you know the you go to the road, okay I want Weird Al Yankovic. okay <laughs> oh, Weird Al's right <laughs> here you know what I mean call <laughs> up Weird Al oh, <laughs> Carrot <laughs> Car- Top okay he's in there you know I got all these people that I've known over the <laughs> wow, years and stuff. Wow, wow. dude in the
1: Rolodex so let, let's let's get this straight so here we are you're killing it with yeah, in yeah. vans I mean, what are you, $60 million company at this point in time? I mean, like yes. you were you, big, yes, right? Yes, that's yes. huge.
0: Again, the shoes are, you know, 12 or $14 a sure, pair. Sure, but you so, guys, I mean,
1: you, know.
0: you took over Southern
1: California, Spicoli wearing them, like everything. And then you guys went into this other realm of just trying to corner every Try division. Try bigger than right? we are, yep. And then so chapter 11 comes and that's when the banks wanted you to liquidate, which means you have to sell everything to. To get back? They want to, but
0: the courts protect you. And then all the creditors and the bank comes in and said, we'll accept 25 cents on the dollar. So if we owed $12 million, they're saying, give me four million, you're out. Mm. My dad says, no. He says, I owe the fabric people, I owe you, I owe the rubber people, the oil, all these things here. I'll pay 100 a hundred cents in the dollar, but I want three years to do it. Oh, he so he, he says he's
1: you're, he's protecting yes. the people who have been in business with yeah. yes. for the, all this time. That's yes. incredible. Yes. And so I, I tell know. the
0: story to people that work with us today. If my dad did not do that back in those days, none of us would have jobs. Yeah, but, but not only that; it's the integrity. That's exactly right. Pixar. So you know, you learn about this. You know, again at that at that time, I'm in my mid twenties and stuff. I'm just working and stuff, but. You learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about what it means. And so in 1987, okay, he comes out of the end of 87. uh, He comes out of Chapter 11 not owing a penny. And every bill that he paid. He paid paid everybody back. Paid back 100 cents on the dollar.
4: Love that. When you you made the money back, was it just, let's go back to our original... Original shoes Let's forget all the Basketball stuff and everything. That
0: happened in 1984 Yeah yeah So all the all the uh, Athletic shoes Everything that we did At times stopped right then Yeah yeah and then my job was to go and sell that stuff off. Yeah. Oh. To get rid we, of it. You almost get,
1: had to stop because that was, yep. that was the thing that was bleeding you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so go back to the vulcanized factory. And, you know, uh. we, were, we were doing those at the time, but the other ones were just, it just costing us way too much money.
1: Let's go back to the roots. My dad says
0: you can't have a lemonade stand that costs you six cents and you're selling it for five.
1: Yeah. Mm. And
0: so, you know, in his explanation in business, it makes sense. And so at that time, we went through a, a sad time because 84 in skateboarding, okay, I had to let Everett Rosecrans go. I had to let all of our team guys. My dad, we can't give away anything. We can't mm-hmm. We can't have extra costs. We need to get through what we're going through. Mm-hmm. So 84, five, six, seven, okay, the team members that we were giving shoes to had to stop doing that. Everett went over to work with Brad um, at uh, – Vision, thanks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's when Vision kind of took off, and they got a lot of good riders from us. So we get out of Chapter 11 in 1987. First thing I did was hire Everett Rosecrans back, get our team guys back, and get back on track. Well, just
1: one year later, that's when the full cab came out, right? Or the cab?
0: 89. 89 so what t- happened two years is yeah, later. It, okay. it, it was being designed in 88 but 89 it came out okay okay, in, in okay. style 39 <laughs> that's 39 <39? laughs> <Okay. a> <laughs> let me up, let me pick a number 72 uh, right. <laughs> what is that now, that's a slip-on with two okay. <laughs> <in here. laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. but so again my dad wouldn't <laughs> have um my dad um sold the company in 1988 Right. He worked for Randys for twenty years, does Vans for another twenty three or twenty four years, goes through Chapter Eleven, he's basically worn out.
1: Yeah. Okay. How old is he at this point when he My sells? Yeah, dad was
0: 58, 59. Okay, that's not okay? that bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he had been through everything, and you know, um, inside of our inside of our company, you know, everything was solid, and some people from Wall Street came and. Um, you know somebody asked, you know, "Would you sell your company?" And mm-hmm. my dad said, "Well, what, what are you saying?" And he said, what would you say?" I'd say he said, seventy five million dollars." And so he's doing about fifty five million or sixty million dollars and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they made a deal. should have said eighty. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and But this is
1: a banking firm. Were you guys not worried about this other banking firm coming in and, and-
0: He had been through all the hassle of that. Okay. And been through all the other things and wanted the company to go forward. My dad was not a marketer; it was word of mouth. He didn't believe in marketing. Ooh. Marketing was me, passing out flyers, <laughs> doing <laughs> grassroots, grassroots events, hand to hand combat, tell a friend about Vans. Okay. So, you know, so dad, you know, in 1988, it finally happened. It went through some hiccups um, when they were supposed to go do the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, Michael Milken. The junk bond days and stuff. So this was in 1987 in, like, September. It was called Black Monday, and the stock markets all fell. Mm. So the deal was going to go through, and then it didn't go through.
1: Because of the stock market? Yes. Then wow.
0: in December, it was supposed to go through, but the Berlin Wall fell, and the international markets were all upset. So finally, in February of 1988, the deal went through. And, um, you know, so at that point, my dad was just going to be a consultant okay and so this first time i'm going to work for somebody else besides my dad and so away we go and you know things just happen to work out there for the next 12 or 13 years and then uh, VF, our parent company today in 2004, coming up on 20 years, they bought us. Yeah. Mm. Course.
1: But so usually, so when somebody, when another company buys a company, they usually keep the CEO, they keep like the higher ups for a certain amount of time. Was right. that, was that part of the deal or cause you've still they, been with them to this just, day.
0: Yeah. So what happens? My dad was just a consultant, the first president that came in. After he wanted to retire. He Let did. me get that. Okay. He, did. He, he okay. did. he did. And they said they'd be go, they would go public within two years. So he was on the board of directors, so mm. funny story, just know my, my dad, when they're ready to go public two years later, <clears throat> he says, you know, I'm gonna go and buy, I want a new pickup truck for his farm. I said, okay. He says, oh, I'm gonna buy, you know, like 20,000 shares, we're gonna come out at $14. Goes up a couple dollars, I got a free pickup truck. I said, okay, man." <laughs> How babe. many shares did he have? He, you no, know, he, 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 he bought 20,000 oh, shares. Oh, he bought. At $14. Okay. At 14 bucks, yeah. oh, wow. And so I come home that night, and I called my dad and I said, Dad, you're on the board of directors. We just got told you can't sell anything for six months. What? You know, he oh, just no. got, you know, tons of money, but he's worried about his, <laughs> his $280,000 investment. So exactly six months later before anybody could get to it, the stock was at its highest at $26. My dad sold his 20,000 shares. So he made a lot of money. On, on, that, top, on, top, of, on top of this? Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? That's what's cool. it, why, why did he? Why did he want to? He just wanted out completely. He just yeah. wanted to sell Yep. They wanted to do stock instead of the money. Says, sure, you know, sure, sure. He says, at that time, it was him and Gordy and Serge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. so, he, you know, he just wanted to, you know. And so, it worked out really well for him. And it worked out fine for me. I've been able to have a job. But a lot of times, they, you know, they, it, when you come into a company, you find out who's full of it and who's not. Sure. And somehow, I fooled them for the next 30-some <laughs> years, you know. <laughs> and so, I learned one thing. After four years of... uh Um, The first president, and the the company was again sixty million Mm dollars. In the mm -hmm. next like twelve years, it grew up to about three hundred million, but it wasn't making any money. How is that even
1: possible? Like to a
0: normal person, person that's saying that when they went went public two years later, it was always trying to cross the hundred million dollar mark. Okay, it was having a hard time. It's just you know changing, so sales slowed down a little bit. They fired the president. The one thing you don't want to be is head. Yeah, And and so I never said, Hey, I want to be the head, head person. I wanted to just be who I was and support what skateboarders did for us back in the seventies is give us a purpose. Would you Hmm. talk with the CEO or the head person? Would you, were you, you I always, I always answered to the press. Did
1: they, did they listen to you?
0: Sometimes. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. And that'd be Because I feel like you, I feel like anybody honest.
1: there at the company, you yep. are the guy that's yep. been there no. since day one that they should you know listen to. They
0: they the executives don't go out and work twenty-four years in the summer on the warp tour. They, they don't, were, don't go out to skate events. They don't so, barbecue. Again, they don't barbecue. No. no. And you know, the whole you know the whole thing about that was just being with the people yeah. and listening to them. I mean, I I learned that twenty-nine years ago in snowboarding. First, again, being in Southern California, I've got thin blood, I'm in the mountains, it's freezing. I can have a grill, make some quesadillas. Mm. The reason is is that I can't see, yeah. Okay. On the grill? Oh yeah. flat grill. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It looks okay. like a okay. Benihana grill grill. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I can do hot dogs now we're and talking. hamburgers. Now we're talking. I can do, you know, breakfast burritos. We can do quesadillas. So in the snow we set up our, our, our things. because we had boots that we were demoing out and stuff, and then started to keep warm and have a grill there. The reason was is that this time we didn't have a snowboard uh, manager. We had okay. skateboard and you can see who that is. Snowboarding—they got goggles, headgear, things from head to toe. Who is that? Sure. So if I'm cooking, hey, come over for, for some free food. Oh, you're Sean White. Or oh, you're yeah, you know yeah, you know yeah. you're Danny Castle. You're, you know you can meet people too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just morphed from there to every time mm. my wife yelling at me about always coming home and being dirty and gross. <laughs> You, know, you smell US, like hamburgers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, is that you get to talk to everybody versus sitting in the stands? So no, it gives that's me beautiful.
1: I mean, you. I mean, just by you've always been kind of the the, the face yep. in, in the skateboard industry of it, But just doing that made you even more the face because here's Steve Vandorn out there barbecuing he's with the pe- you know mm-hmm. I, it's I, amazing you would totally always hear uh, he's out there barbecuing quite, again quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I didn't I want to be it. the normal executive I don't think myself today of being the normal executive and stuff I don't even like the word executive you know they're not. we're, we're not on a high perch and stuff but mm. we want to be down at the same level as you know the great skaters or surfers or snowboarders or BMXers and stuff well it seems we like you that, had
1: sure. a great man as your dad to like yep. teach you all this stuff
0: and just watch what he did and like hands-on jimmy gordy surge my dad jimmy gordy surge myself Mm -hmm. always were hands-on yeah they built that whole factory themselves they made the shoes okay and you know being able to go to something like this is over at the vans us open we did for about nine years Mm -hmm. and just you know be able to barbecue and talk to people and the city when uh, christy was first um Getting the agreement with the city And they said Well your father can't barbecue Then he's not going to sign up To sponsor the event And they said Okay we'll let him do it for two hours So <laughs> I borrowed yeah, they had rules where You had to have cook And hand it through a window oh. So I went out to Wing From Wahoos He had a truck yeah. So we always pulled up the truck had it there for two weeks, and so I'd cook the hot dogs, put them in a pan right inside, and then four people inside, put them in buns in the them through the window. So there was red
1: tape you had to go around. Yes. Try to get that, okay. Yeah.
0: So what happens is that, in 2 hours i could cook 1400 hot dogs and 600 sliders cuz there was a lot of people mine. <laughs> and we got them through steve yeah
2: that's a lot of that's fluid. a lot of yeah. <laughs> that's amazing the
0: way i look at it when you go to an event let's say you go to the x games or something you see all the white tents and people of vip area yeah, so we yeah. had that area but we wanted everybody that came to our events it was free and you get stuff too. Listen, you, you could charge like, like two bucks. We could, were yeah. talking about some major cash there. Hey, uh, Smart and Final loved it. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a seventeen thousand dollar <laughs> bill at Smart and Final between all of the chips and waters, oh my and God. dogs, and you know, should have got but a sponsorship. I could just tell that you love doing yeah. that,
1: though. That's I love that.
0: Seeing people's face and then they tell you a little story about yeah, bands. You yeah. Know? Hey, my son's skating, or you know, we went down to the store there and just bought three shoes. And you know, you want to just hug him and say <laughs> thank you and stuff. That's when you so
1: guys cool. got involved with like the Warped Tour and all that stuff, was that uh, like how did that even happen? Were you guys uh, with them for a little bit? Did you do something? No,
0: Kevin Kevin Lyman came to our office. Uh, Walter Schoenfeld was our president at the time.
1: Okay.
0: And me and Walter and Kevin. This
1: is around ninety nine.
0: Yes, uh, actually, ninety six.
1: Ninety six. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, ahead. warped it was just called warped. Started mm-hmm. in ninety five, so the first year, no doubt was on it. Sublime was on it. Kevin needed money to run his tour, and he came into us, and I wanted to find out how we can market our company other than Texas, Florida, Southern California. We're in the Sun Belt. Ah. I wanted to get all over the country, and I was going to use skateboarding. So I said, if I can. Get the money. Walter was going to go and say yes on the money to sponsor it. Can I have street skating and vert skating on the warp tour? So I wanted to be able to get to 40 or 50 locations in the U.S. You're talking to the warp tour people about this? this Kevin's the the founder. Kevin, okay. Yep. And CAA uh, with Daryl and a lawyer company with our partners. Okay. And so in 96, we made a deal, became the Vans Warp Tour. You? Oh, I love (laughs) that. So. You, now, put, you could put your name on it. You, yep, you stamped it, it. Vans Warped Tour. Never been in music before. You know, we knew of music and stuff, but we'd never been in it before. So <clears throat> we would then have contests, 40 vert contests, 40 street contests in the U.S. And the second and third year, we went over to Europe, which was like 12 stops. Mm-hmm. Australia was like six stops. New Zealand a stop and a stop in uh, Japan. So we did like 70 bands Warped Tours. Kevin was able to sell bands on getting on the 40, I'll Give You Exposure in Europe, Australia, and Asia. Mm. So bands would sign up to get that many stops. It could be the specials. It could be Pennywise. It could be all these different bands that wanted to go and go worldwide. So it worked good for them, worked good for us, and it it worked good for me because we then had like 70 vert winners, 70 street winners, and that's where my daughter Christy comes in because we would then have a contest, fly them all in, Southern California. The first one was up in um, Ventura um, area, where there used to be a, play, a skate place. It was called Skate Street. It wasn't oh, far yeah. from. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. By yeah, this yeah, time, yeah. Yeah. didn't it's you? Through, by yeah. this
1: time, didn't you already have your own vans park? Not yet. Not
0: yet. Not okay. yet. This is okay. a little bit before that. Okay. Just the first year. Gotcha. Okay. Second year. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. So yeah. We, fly, yeah. we fly in the seventy of them, and Christy's job to babysit all of them. Oh god. Um, uh, <laughs> you know. She, 70, she deserves an award. From, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no. She's, you know, she's like, guys, can you just smoke your stuff? Oh, you know, the hotel's <laughs> going to kick us out, so just do me a favor. Say, so she would actually drive them, drop them off at the clubs. Okay. And I'm not talking about just regular clubs and just, <laughs> <you guys> just <laughs> drop them off where they wanted to go because a lot of the vert riders and stuff they were older. Okay. You know, right. And so just trying to, you know, get them, you know, in a place where they didn't tear <laughs> the hotel apart. The second year we we had built the block in Orange. Mm-hmm. So that's where it was. The third year, okay, we went to let's say it was, uh, Ontario. huh, Ontario. Ontario, Ontario, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah. as years went on, we used our parks to run those contests and stuff. But it was a, it was a best thing we ever did, where we 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 connected with the bands because I didn't want to go in and say, hey, it's a Van's Warped Tour, you gotta wear our shoes. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd lay out like two thousand pair of shoes on rehearsal day. Oh shit. And I'd have shirts, socks, um, towels, bags for the laundry. And give it to everybody. Like, come on over, you want, you do they want a shoe? Grab a shoe, two shoes, whatever. Amazing. Okay. So like Mike from No FX, okay, he had these, you know, he always wore airwalks and stuff. Uh-huh. But every day any band could come and get clean socks and shirts at our booth. Anytime they wanted. Okay. Because you're on the road, yeah, yeah, you're on the bus, yeah, yeah. you're taking showers and you know, you get done with these socks and toss. So all of a sudden, later on, you know, in, the, in the, that year and stuff, I'd see some Van Socks with his, with his Airwalk shoes on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I met his wife. I gave her shoes. He says, hmm, see you're working in on there. You hey. know, said, I'm, I'm going to get you one of these days, Mike. But we did not put Vans on the stage. Again, we didn't want to interrupt or step over our thing. Love, yeah. But by the end of the first year, you know, just being out there. If you're not there, you don't get the cred. Mm. But they'd see, mm. we'd be up, Bob, me, Chris, we're out there. Six in the morning, setting our booth up. Kids come in at 10, they leave at 9, and we're still there. And what happens is that catering the first couple of years until Shelly came and took over was tough. Oh, what? Well, you well, know, that's it. oh man, this chipper chicken's bad. You know, so I hear catering wasn't that good. I'd call up a place, get 50 pizzas in. We're in Boston, my hometown. I drove each year for 24 years into town and got 150 lobsters brought them back. (laughs) The first year we cooked them. The next year's catering took over and they cooked them. Kevin eventually would take 50 and barbecue them at lunchtime so that some of the bus drivers could have them plus the bands and we'd pass them out to them. So we always tried to get some things to help the bands out. love it. And by the end of the tour they'd put the backdrop of vans up there wow. so they they did they that did, just they naturally that. Yeah, exactly yeah. you know so and it just happened to work out that way for the for the rest of the time by always being there hearing something might be wrong or whatever yeah. kevin was a great person to start warped and went to vans warped Tour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um about five or six years later the dot comers were in and they kevin was we were only a 10% ownership of warped of warped the, oh, first, wow. the first year oh the first year first okay 2 or 3 years sure then they wanted to uh sell to this one entity dot comers and it fell through and so they were hoping to get a bunch of money. so at that time Vance stepped up and we then bought 70% so the the founders got money wow and then for the next you know 15 years or 17 years we always had it very ambitious for them to want to keep doing it with us even oh. though they were a smaller Ownership. Well now
1: you're eighty, they're twenty. It
0: was seventy. Oh, 70, yeah, oh I'm 70, sorry, 60, yeah. excuse me, seventy, 70 and then 10. oh I thought
1: you said you bought seventy plus a ten no, you it was already just had. So okay, okay, yep. gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha.
0: it worked out for them, worked yeah. out for us, and um, you know every year was profitable for the Vans Warped Tour except for one year. Other than that, um, what happened? What just, year was that? I think yeah. it was just probably the lineup and stuff, and okay. just you know it was like 2016 or something okay. like that. Then um, we ended up dropping the mic in 2019 2018 we said this is the last full tour oh wow we had you know 650,000 people come out <laughs> normally it's about 450,000 500,000 <laughs> <laughs> it was the final hurrah yeah. oh yeah. 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 yeah you know and so year 25 we only did a show um, Atlantic City on the beach and up in San Jose, two shows. Wow! And both of them, the 30,000, uh, Saturday, 30,000, Sunday, and over here was 22, five, twenty two five. So they were big shows. Wow. And then we did a private one because it was uh, the Vans Warped Tour was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we did a show for 3,000 there. So wow. there were three shows the last year. So I'm hoping next year, me and Kevin have been talking, that you know maybe we'll have a 30th anniversary. Maybe we'll have an East Coast like weekend, a West Coast oh, weekend. Yeah, be so awesome. cool. I'm hoping that happens go. because we get asked all the time. You know, it was just
1: draft 25 years. Think kinda... about that, though. I mean, the, the Vans Warped Tour was like the, the tour. Yeah, no doubt. It was like the thing.
0: 11 million people. followers went to it over those 25 years. Wow,
1: that's something to be proud of, man. Yeah.
0: No, it, and, uh, you know, 1,100 bands, you know, got there for Because every, mm. every stop, you'd have a Kevin Says stage, and that was the local bands that would compete. Oh, they would get their little start. they'd get their oh, start. Okay. Cool. I mean, Wait, people. Tell
4: them about Blink.
0: Oh yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah. so the you know the first year that I was on it, they were on our bus because Kevin was. They were a band that Daryl from CAA was watching over, brand new, young, you know, keep an eye on them and stuff. So they were on our they were on our bus and stuff. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And so you know they were just young and just go for it and stuff. But there was there was no favorites on the Warped Tour. It Doesn't matter if it was after year fifteen or year twenty. You're on the tour. You're the same as everybody else. Nobody would know what time they played. You had to get your bus or your van and be there at 10 o'clock so if the, when it starts at 11 o'clock, you're on. But they this, would, they would not say that, hey, okay, bad religion, you're playing every day at six. No. Why? Because you had to make sure they get there because if they got there <laughs> at 7.30, they party at right? four wow. in the morning yeah. and then not get there in time. Okay. Yeah. So they had, to, you know, they had to come again. You didn't know what stage. After a while, oh, you a knew good. the two main stages. There was main stage one, main stage two, and then there was five other stages. So they would have a barbecue band. So they would barbecue, tow the barbecue behind their van, and they barbecued every night for the after party. Mm. And by doing that, Kevin would then get them a place on a stage to play.
3: Mm. You know, but
0: you know the <laughs> stories. That. You know, again Fletcher, he's over there. I'm barbecuing with them and stuff like that. There, you'd have to get in the line, yeah. you know, to come and get your hamburger, hot dog, chicken, whatever they ribs they were doing every every night. That's mm-hmm. kind of the melting pot.
2: It's keeping everybody accountable. Bring it, yeah. yeah well, you, you better you know, be here.
0: And, you know, again, you know, we had some great times, some wild food fights that uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were up at uh, Hell's Gate. It's a place up in Oregon. And there's a river that runs through there and they have these hydrofoil boats that like 60 people sit on and they spin them in the middle of the river. And then we pull up these three boats. It was like 180 people. Uh-huh. It was a day off. Hmm. And we go into this great outdoor barbecue and we're all eating food you know ribs and chicken and rolls and stuff mm-hmm. Pennywise and the freestyle motocross guys Carrie Hart and those guys start a gnarly food fight
1: ice tea was Uh-oh. there Oh yep. ice tea. ice dude. tea. Oh yeah <laughs> So
0: I mean stuff shit's flying Okay I mean I, mean, I you know I know you and Becky jumped onto the table and just stuff flying mashed potatoes I mean <laughs> oh, 180 people then Kevin comes running up stop it all right And then he made everybody clean everything up. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then the um, freestyle motocross guys, he was going to send off tour. Pennywise said, you have to do it to us, too, because we started it. And so, you know, they had to make some amends. They fessed up. Yeah, they fessed up. (laughs) And so it all got cleaned up. There was another place up above where like 200 people eat every day, and they just watched that going on. It was a wildest two minutes you ever seen in your life. Was <laughs> wow. Pennywise
1: Pennywise back then? Yes. Where they they were they were the shit. They oh, were yeah. Pennywise yeah. already. Yep. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, just, making sure. yeah, yep. just making sure. Yeah, just making sure. Like when Eminem was there. Yeah.
4: So. Um, would have
0: to, like, hide with bodyguards because Fletcher would take a BB gun and shoot at him. <laughs> why? Because he was cool punk. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: <laughs> wow.
4: Before, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> people like Katy Perry. Katy Perry? Yeah. She was on the baby stage. She yeah.
0: wasn't cool. Like, she, she wasn't on the main stage. Well, that's why I was asking where was Pennywise at this time. Were yeah, they were big. Yep, okay. They were big. They were big. In the early days, it's, you know, bad religion, no, um, uh, rancid, and, you know, a million different things. Were you on...
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: The my chemical romances and stuff all came like fifteen oh, yeah. years later and stuff like okay. that. But it was all it was all you know punk in, in the first yeah. ten ten years. And Did stuff. you go on the majority of them? Did you? Yeah, up to maybe the last five years, mm. I might have went down to fifty percent, okay, forty percent, thirty percent. I'd always fly out for the weekends and stuff. But my buddy Bob there, the last ten years, he was on every stop. Wow. But. You what, know? An, what an
1: adventure. You've been on you've been on a wild ride. You
0: know, it was it was at least, you know I was out every week, you know, on the tour. It's just that, you know, if they had forty stops and stuff, so That's maybe a lot. it's yeah, thirteen yeah. stops and stuff, I'd say the last year I would get and stuff.
1: So would you say, like just re tying this back to the van's uh, block in orange, the van skate park? Yep. That was sounds to me it was kind of built out of necessity. Because you, you, you had this idea of bringing everybody, that, the winners, to this one place. So why not let's build our own place so we could bring people to? You
0: know, um, they started passing laws so skate parks could be built again. Yeah. And so the vice president of retail at that time said, okay. He got deals with the malls for like three years. And we put in nine. We had nine Vans Parks. Wow. And then all of a sudden- Was the after, one in
1: Orange or the original one? First one. That yeah. was the first one. Okay.
0: The last one was the one in, uh, was it Orlando or Ontario? Orlando. Okay. But we had nine that uh, um, we went and built and it was great until the lease came back up and they wanted to charge us triple the money. Oh, <laughs> so, again, we were the babysitters. So like in the block, the parents would come, drop off their kids. They'd go to the movies. They'd go to the theater. They'd go to the bar. That's what happened to me.
4: I went yeah. to the block because my parents worked across the street at the, at the UCF Medical Center. Yes. They dropped me off. I'd skate there, and then they come pick me up. I mean, there
1: was no skate yeah. parks in a <laughs> mall. Like <laughs> no. That was – yeah.
0: no. you were the first yeah. of that, so we, of that we with, I think the first one was there. I know it was the first one was there, but yeah, then yeah. Bakersfield. And every one we put different bowls and pools mm. in. And then up to um, San Jose, and they put the uh, Winchester um, – whatever that was called, the wave type of thing like this here. Yeah, but the combi pool, everybody oh, yeah. loved mm-hmm. All, it was, that. Was that was the, the best. Yeah. You know, they went, went to Phoenix, we went to um, um, Denver, mm-hmm. we went out to Houston, Texas and uh, Clyde Drexler had his two boys there because I remember meeting him. <laughs> basketball player. Right. basketball yeah. player, yeah, yeah. yeah. His <laughs> two boys were skaters and stuff nice. and he'd, he was over there every weekend and stuff. Clyde the Glide. <laughs> and then we went to, you know, Cherry Hill Man. which is over by Philadelphia. Okay. You know, so these and then Orlando and again Ontario and stuff. Wow. So Every one was different. So Rick Carge was the builder in those days, and Rick was an old skater, but he you know did a lot of things with uh, uh, work with Duncan for all of the wood parts. Again, this Dave is before. Duncan. Yep, mm-hmm. this is all before all the cement things came in. All Eventually, right. oh, Joe yeah. Selignia from California skate parks. Yes. Joe redid the combi because the original was plaster. So mm. a fun story. I haven't seen the video, but I got to get it from four hundred one videos. It was like the sixth one. Josh was telling me I got to find it because. When you built the original combi, it was plastered like a regular pool. Uh-huh. And water had to sit in it for thirty days to cure it. Oh. So when your pool, you know, it has to cure before and then they empty the water out and then it can skate it. Oh, okay. So almost 30 days and we had a cherry picker so Lance Mountain probably Omar and stuff but Lance was there and the cherry picker diving off into the <laughs> into the pool and stuff you know so but they they redid it uh, concrete so then it chiseled out like four inches and redid it with the new smoother because the combi always had little everybody knew where the little bumps oh, were and stuff you know okay. and we had the first contest I have no idea why we never did a contest the first year we had it was like six years before we came up with the first combi pool contest really it was actually after um, got a call from MTV, and they said, hey, um, we'd like to do an event with the Red Hot Chili Peppers at your park. We want to cut, build a whole stage over the combi, put in a big drape. You can't tell anybody. And then like an hour before, in the mall, you can announce, hey, free um, concert.
1: This episode is brought to us by Woodward with over 500 500- thousand square feet of skatable terrain across 24 skate parks at woodward pa and woodward west you will have a blast there this summer but you won't be alone confirm visiting pros ryan sheckler lizzie armanto jamie foy david gravette just to name a few all you need to do is go on the website see which week they're going to be there and book your trip to skate with them The Nine Club will also be there August 11th through the 17th. That's week 12. We're going to be there for the SLS Futures Camper Contest. What is that, you ask? Well, every week at Woodward, PA, two winners will win a free week to come back and compete in the SLS Futures Camper Final during SLS Week there. Kelly's actually going to be the guest judge, so that'll be fun. Check out summer camp dates and register online Woodward, PA and Woodward west.com save a hundred dollars if you enter the code nine club at checkout n-i-n-e-c-l-u-b hundred bucks go check it out we'll hopefully see y'all there
0: And so like a 1,000 people come in, and it said some Episcopal church choir on this <laughs> And then it dropped down, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers played for two hours. Wow. It was awesome. Above the combi? On top of a stage, On top of the, oh, okay. Giant stage okay. was built. Wow. Yeah.
1: Were people skating the combi at this? No, 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 no it was It was just
0: a concert. But they had done, the month before, they had done Blink-182 down at their high school in Oceanside. Oh. And so they were doing this different bands playing in different unique Surpri- places surprise
2: concerts
1: yeah. it is so, such a shame that they that they, these greedy people want to up the rent oh, on you guys i know
0: i know and we had, we closed oh. them down but the one the opening party for the block mm-hmm. we had no idea how many people so there was no restriction so there was like three thousand people. All I know is that it was like twenty-seven cakes oh. of beer. they went through <laughs> <laughs> in and the mall. Like, you know, yeah, yeah if that, I mean, because we bought them from the there was a brewery just down the way, and finally we just said oh, we better shut Jeez. this baby off. You know, oh, but everybody gosh. had a great time. Gosh. So at that time, everybody came skating, hanging out. It was just a big party.
2: How wow. many parks are operating at the moment?
0: Um, that we own, which is uh, and run, which would be the block in Orange and Huntington Beach.
2: Okay, so you once had nine, and now there's yeah, two, two. It, w- it went
0: to right away when those things came, yeah, up, we closed yeah, yeah. them down. Well, that, yeah. the the other one's yeah.
2: outdoor one, right? That's outdoor
1: park. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then too. the combi one, it, but it, it, it's just not skatable at the moment. What's going yep. on with it?
0: Yeah, um, it was kind of COVID closed it down for a couple of years. Okay, there was an accident was there, mm, oh, and yeah. so. Since then, and, and the mall, for the last two years, been saying they're going to close it down, move our location mm. for our store, and put, because it's 45,000 square feet, they want to put outlet stuff in there. But it keeps going six months at a time. So we're actually looking into it right now to try to see if we can get Combi back open. Gotcha. But be, yeah. we've been able to do some private parties, like Cab's 30th anniversary oh, for half it? cab. Yeah. And we've been able to do, like, Bucky called up, hey, I'm turning 50. Okay. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's, there's different times we've opened it up for private parties. And yeah, because I know that. I,
1: I know that that means a lot to a lot of people, yep. that place. Oh, it's, it's, combi.
0: it's to me, you know, it's like gladiators when you get all the stands and we can hold like 1,500 and have them, everybody sitting in, you know, mm. the Grosso years and yeah. having, having everybody r- roaring for him and stuff. So, and we do have like 15 different years like the Boston Garden of who won. Okay. Oh, so wow. okay. I've always, if we were going to be done next month, I'm going to run an event. The last time for skating, and last yeah. time for BMX. It's yeah. the best then, contest in skateboarding, by the way. I totally. I've do. shot a, a multiple, and they're the best contest. Yep, and it's 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 the funnest. It's it's just just real skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I love street, and I love vert, and I love uh, pools. I love park,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: there's nothing like the combi. Man, it is. And I, It's so funny how it switched. I mean, you know, you have. Because we, you just go up there and you look at Rune and all of a sudden Omer and then you have Rune and all of a sudden you have Bucky and then, you know, these are the winners and stuff. And the last two years, there was nobody over 18. How crazy yeah. is that? <laughs> Whoa! I mean, crazy. Pedro came in like five years earlier than that mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, you had just, I mean, these young kids. Yeah. They're but if you, and, and girls. Oh, yeah. If you give an opportunity for them and then we switch the pay, so, you know, like six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. we're going to pay in skates, snow, surf, BMX, same for girls. I love it. And now they're more out there yeah. and look at, you know, how they're skating today and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of the, pe- a lot of like Lizzie, like set mm-hmm. the, set the tone for a lot of these yep. like new girls to come in too, you know? Yep.
0: And it's cool because somebody like Kara Beth Burnside, yeah, yeah, she Kara was Be- always Beth- the yeah. only girl, you know, on the, on for, the ramp, forever. you know, right. with all, you know, Tony uh, Hawk and everybody else oh, and yeah. stuff. And, and, you know, again, nobody realizes that, you know, she went in the Olympics, she got fourth in the winter Olympics and snowboard because she was a real good snowboarder mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, she was the girl, and she was the thrasher on, on the cover, and then Lizzie got the cover, yep. and now I, I see that there's a, a new, uh, going to be cover uh, covering with a girl and stuff, which oh, is... It's, it, it's happening. It, I yeah. love it. Anessa I love Steamer, it. I think is oh, it. Alyssa. Alyssa, yeah, 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 yeah she yeah. got the cover, yeah. yeah she yeah. just got it. Yeah. Uh, congratulations yeah. and stuff. Uh, super, super proud, but, uh, you know, those are the things that kind of, when I look back... <clears throat> got to keep making it happen. Now, yeah. when we opened Huntington Beach, we did another combi because I thought we were going to be kicked out, right. and we reversed it. So talking with the different skaters, hey, should we mirror it? You know, so half of them wanted this way, half of them wanted uh, that way. We said let's make it different. Right. You know, so they had the original mm-hmm. out at Upland, and then we have the combi at the Vans Park for like twenty eight years, and then we have Huntington Beach. We've never had an event there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometime yeah. you know in the future, got it. You got to do
1: well. Hopefully, you guys can get that that that. Uh, park back open, yeah. you know, because yeah. eh, it means a lot to a lot of people. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, you've been involved with so much stuff. I just, I'm just curious, like when, when, you're, when your dad and his partner sold vans, yeah. what, how old were you at that point?
0: Let's see. So that's 1987, 55, yeah. 65, 75, 85, 30, okay. 30, 30, you know, 32 or something like okay. that.
1: Okay. What was your feeling? Because you had been involved with this since you were like 10 years old, yep. right? And now it's going to be sold. You're going to not only be working, it's, you're working for other people now. Like, what, were you yep. conflicted? Were you excited? What was so going on back my then? My dad
0: called me over to his house. He had a, uh, like 10 acres in Corona. Okay. We had his horses. And he says, come on over. He says, I'm going to be at the tennis court. So that didn't mean we're playing tennis because we never played tennis. It means <clears throat> He's going to wash the tennis court and I'm going to be squeegeeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, and I'm so over to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. So I'm squeegeeing and stuff. And he told me, "What would you say if I said I was going to sell the company?" You know. Wow. And I said, "Dad, you know, you were this close to losing everything in your life, from '84 to '87." I says, "Absolutely, do it." He says, "I, you know." <clears throat> I'll do whatever I do. I love working at Vans and stuff, and mm-hmm. continue on there and stuff like that. And um, so that's what happened and stuff. So I just basically go into things always at one hundred and fifty percent. And new people, new uh, you know, going through what they're doing. And again, some of the new people that came in, they wanted to build another factory. They thought they could do more efficiency than what my dad learned for the Hmm. last 45 years. So they're gonna build a factory down in Encinitas. Ah. Okay, and they're gonna let people, I call them the Harvard graduates, are gonna go run it. (laughs) Okay, so I was, you know. Let's see what happens. They build all kinds of new, all brand new machinery, and they go down, and it's called mass make and ship today. So they put a factory in there, and they were working along fine, but they never made ticket, they never really got it right. So the factory up in Orange, was making a hundred thousand pair a day. Mm. Sorry, a hundred thousand pair a week. Okay. Geesh. And so, like twenty thousand a day, That's a lot. five days. So, and then that factory down there was making you know three or five thousand pair, but everything they wanted to do with this all new make and ship Japanese technology and stuff with all brand new machinery mm-hmm. never panned out. Hmm. And. I mean, I know why, because my dad had systems down pat, what was working here, and the factory there and stuff. So, unfortunately, when you don't take care of people, um, unions and stuff maybe wanted to come in. Sure. Complaints. Oh. Okay, because that was a whole different work crew versus the work crew that had been around for years, decades, Mm -hmm, and stuff. mm -hmm. So, eventually, that was causing some problems, and the new company wanted to move production overseas. So, 1994 Closed down the orange factory yeah. about six months later, closed down the other factory.
3: Wow,
0: and um, everything was offshore. So, me and my sister take a picture out in front of the building, and so it was a sad day and stuff. You painted so, that place. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. this is the Batavia one, oh, okay. Um, different one, Yep, yeah, okay. Different one, more more land, more wow. buildings, and stuff. they were all metal buildings and okay. stuff. Um, but it, you know, I, I again, I was always um, in charge of retail in the 70s and 80s, uh-huh. and then when the company was sold. I went into doing private label. They wanted more manufacturing. Same thing as you have stores. Mm-hmm. They want more mm-hmm. manufacturing. So I went into, you know, making shoes for Disney, make shoes for J. Crew, make shoes for Nordstrom. Different projects, and I was always uh, tacked to go and get more production and stuff. Okay, okay. So I would I would do those things there. Then, Man's Warp Tour came around. So um, the president at the time, I actually quit for a day. Who? You? Me. Why? Yeah. Because they had, they had a new, a new boss in. Okay? okay. They brought a boss in and for like six months, eight months. And nice, nice guy, but he was a real pain. But here,
1: let me ask you a question. They bring this new, but you, do you know that this is happening, no, no, or just no, you show up to work they, one day and there's no, this new guy? There
0: was, they, they, they let the first president go, so the chairman of the board took over uh-huh. for about six months while they are looking for a new president. Okay. So they hire a new president, mm. and he comes in. And he has a certain way about him and stuff. Kind of arrogant, you know, type of person. Sure. And he could never please him. We we were going to have a a sale on the weekend where we took our parking lot and then invited the public to come for a sale. So we do a quarter million dollars, you know? He never comes by on Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, or Sunday. Money, couldn't you get 300000 You know,
1: where were you, you know? (laughs) We sold our asses (laughs) off and got
0: this done. It was just never enough. No, no, never enough. And so Mm. what happens is that a lot of things that they were going around taking blood pressure of people because he was just kind of a tyrant type of thing. I said, I don't need that. My dad was 10 times the tyrant he was and stuff, gelling <laughs> it, whatever and stuff. You know, So I just got fed up because of the way I thought I was being treated and stuff. So I asked my dad for a lawyer. I wrote a, a resignation letter. I handed it in. And then I went to Los Angeles to see my customer up there to pick up the last checks and stuff to bring down. Oh,
1: you were literally done. I was I'm done.
0: I handed in a letter, and I left, and I went to Los Angeles. And I get a call at noontime from representatives from the owners, Jordan McCown, David DeLue, New York, and Menlo Park. I said, Steve, could you come back in tomorrow at noontime? I says okay. So, Next day I come at noontime, the board of directors is sitting there and they had fired the guy and they figured if I was, <laughs> whoa, if I was fed up if I was fed up with this gentleman enough that I was gonna leave, then they, they got rid wanted. of him. Wow. wow. So so the person before him, the chairman of the board that got him and stuff. The next morning, I come in at six o'clock. Cause I came in early always and stuff. And Walter came in early and mm. he walked to my office and he was an older gentleman. But you know, he hands me this Manel envelope. That was the envelope I had my thing. He says, "I don't want that." I says, well, "Well, let me see what." Okay, I said, Walter. I says, "Cause I wasn't seeing eye to eye with him, right? Because I just thought he was following wrong advice." And I says, "I says, last thing I want to do is leave the company. But if you don't mind, I don't mind taking. Let's take three months. And if you think I'm full of shit." the next three months, or I think that it's still terrible here, then, you know, I'll stay or I'll go. Okay. This is okay. I never had a problem after that. So the first thing he did was puts an article in one of the action sports, you know, um, ASR or whatever magazines. Steve Van Dorn had card blanche for events. And that was my new thing, marketing to go and do events.
1: You could do whatever so you want.
0: I was up in Whistler at a snow event, and there was this red helicopter. So I took the magnet off my van and I put it on the helicopter. I took, I took, I took a picture. Now, I, we, there's no phones, so I have to wait till I get home. And I and bring it into his office and say, oh, thanks, Walter, I really appreciate it. What, what the, yeah. No, I said, just oh, kidding. you played just, a joke just, on him. Yeah, I played yeah, a joke yeah. on yeah. him and stuff. But we got along great after that. That's you pretty good. Know, and stuff, and so... Um, we went into being able to do great events, Vance Triple Crown events. To, from there, you know, we did downtown showdowns. We were able to yeah, go, there. Yeah, we went, you man. know, we went into uh, Slam City jams. Ooh, and we one. did, you know, Park Series eventually. But we went through all these years of um, the first events that we did, the Vance Triple Crowns. It was, you know, NBC, and then it was Gillette. It was G Shock. It was Mountain Dew. It was X Games were going on. They had just started, so. We got these people together to go and do our series in not just skateboarding, but surfing, snowboarding, BMX, freestyle, motocross, mm. wakeboarding. Mm-hmm. And we got wakeboarding yeah. in there. Yep. <laughs> um, so we did like 21 events. And so we had all these sponsors for like five years. And eventually it was the same type of thing where, you know, I, I don't like things that are, everybody else does them. So okay. I decided Mountain Dew was going to go do a Dew tour. And so we broke apart. And that's where we decided okay, Hey, let's do street. Let's go downtown showdown. So we try to look into renting some streets in LA. Mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. So we went to the studios. First year was Universal. The next four years um, was at Paramount. I the
2: loved first it. one was cool. Yeah, that went at Universal. I mean, oh, yeah, you, yeah, here, here you are on the on the back lot where yeah. they film movies yeah, and yeah. stuff. Here's and New it's, York it's,
0: looking it's, thing. Here's and so what we I wanted to do it. is that help out cool. the skateboard companies, the board company. Says, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to put fifty thousand dollars up for the winning team. You have five different companies, different brands and stuff like that there make tell us what you want us to make, and then we made those whatever it was, yeah. whatever the craziest bar things there you know yeah. so it was and then and every
1: team had escaped the uh, obstacles yeah, yeah. And,
0: and you could hand i think it was like. Two pro, three amps. Mm. Yeah, your team, and you can move. You could have nine, and then move in different ones for different things, because this is a you know a stair, and this is you know whatever, or, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Transition whoever and skated
2: that stuff sure. best,
0: best. And so yeah. it was, it was a friendly competition. But then fun. they could drink. So yep. we had bars all over the place. I could barbecue. Yep. So it was always. <laughs> 50. It you got me a bar. barbecue. We, we had three thousand people there. Uh huh. And yeah. it was great. So we did so it. much fun. We did it here three or four years, mm-hmm. and then Europe wanted to get involved. So it was great. So we went to first Italy it was uh, on on the Fiat racetrack up on top of a building. It was unbelievable. Oh, then this is really got it. interested. There's some footage from yeah, that. Yeah.
1: But it, I, I was at, the, I was at, I went to I most of them. They were so much fun. I think it was just really cool for everybody Johnny. to be in this, uh, you know, back lot yeah. of, of you know, where they filmed. Not movies bleachers and stuff.
0: all sitting no. there. No, you, you felt more around. like you were. It, it was, it was
1: fake city, but you felt more like you were in the streets. Yep. You know, it, it was really rad, man. I enjoyed it. it. Working
0: with the industry. Yeah, and yeah, so, and we I mean, want, we wanted to help out. So then when. They said um, we're going to go to Europe, so we went to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. We went to um, Germany. It was was that Munster, Christy? Where yeah. was it? Okay. okay, and then France, you know, Paris, and then so there was like four or five stops, uh, in London, oh. and so we would then pay some teams to go over, mm-hmm. you know, from here mm-hmm. to represent. So it'd be like three teams from here and three teams from Europe, and so that was then from there was a the combi. And so then we so we, we did that for like seven or eight years. In between, we'd be doing you know Slam City Jam. But then we started the Combi contests.
1: Let me ask you a question: What <laughs> happens with stuff like that, right? This was a good one, the the Downtown Showdown, right? But then it it stops. Yeah. Right. What? Well, why? Why does something like that stop? Yeah. Like, um, is there something new that you want to go and tackle? Or that's, is it?
0: that's kind of what we, what we moved on. Okay. Because I, I like things going a long time, like the Warped for oh, twenty four so years, mm-hmm. the Combi for yeah. fifteen years. But sometimes you move on. I don't know why the park started. That was just. Some internal things there because I really wanted to do something with, uh, you know, to go along with street. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having, you know, some other way. And I always remember Cardiel Omar telling me about um, Marseille, France, which was like a park area, oh, all yeah. graffitied oh, up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we decided, Very famous bowl. Yep. So we got the actual plans from there. I had Joe build it on at the Vans US Open the first year oh. on the sand. Exactly. I remember. Then yeah. from there we morphed to different ways for the next three or four years. Uh-huh. And then we started to build we built one in Malmo, Sweden. We built a park out in São Paulo, Brazil. Amazing. We built one in Paris. We built one in Montreal. Mm. We built one in Salt Lake City. Mm. Wow. And so those are all there for those cities to keep that we built. Wow. And it's they're public. We you know we rebuilt them but we left them. Amazing. And so I, I was super proud, you know, when the Olympics decided to do street and do park. Yeah. Because that was a whole era for probably like seven or eight years that those skaters learned and appreciated, you know, transition
3: mm-hmm. and the
0: speed of it. Because street is so hard, and you know, you see the, the regular public look and see the miss. Mm-hmm. They think that that you know is not good. No, you go try it. You know, they finally <laughs> land it, and but in in park. You know, it's it's moving. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. love this love this thing. <laughs> is, and, you know, yeah, it's moving yeah, yeah. all the time, and I got to know all of those age groups that grew up from Combi. Everybody that did the Combi always went into park too. Did you ever skate? I never did. I have pictures really? of me, me and my brother got like sweaters on skating in our house in Costa Mesa down the street. Uh huh. So, mm-hmm. But people like skateboard, surf, snowboard. BMX. Never did any of them. I was traditional <laughs> sport, baseball, basketball, football. <laughs> I love that. But yeah. I was always there. You know, I drove them all out there, you know, made sure that our company was there and supported it 180%.
1: Well, I love the fact that you are so ingrained in skateboarding. You know everything that there is in skateboarding, but you never, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You, it just goes to show you don't need to skateboard to no. be in the skateboarding business or love skateboarding. And it had like, the passion behind it. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's just like... like
0: Announcers at a baseball game. Sure. They might have never played, but they've been watching for a while. They know every in and out. I can't say I know every in and out, but all I know is that I drive and I'm hearing, oh, look at that ledge over there. (laughs) 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 there. (laughs) I'm with my dad, 88. He's 88 years old. This is like five years ago. Okay. And we're in uh, Milan. And some of the riders, Jeff and Lizzie and Ray, went out ahead of time to go skate this ledge or whatever.
1: Jeff Grosso, Lizzie Uh, Armando, Ray Barbee. Jeff Roley. Jeff Rowley, excuse me.
0: Uh, At this time. And so they went to go skate. So somehow Pete got the pin where they're going to be. So we took my dad, me, Christian was with us because he had his knee up. So he had one of those rolling things. Okay. So we get out of the car and there's like a glass wall around this federal building. And they're all inside skating these, you know, granite ledges and having a ball. And so Christian throws his thing over, climbs over, and he's inside there. And all of a sudden, my dad's sitting on a bench, and we're watching them all. And all of a sudden, they're all running, jumping over the glass thing and running to the car. And there's, like, security. My dad's going, what's going on? And I said, Dad, we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> so before we get thrown in jail, let's go! You know. <laughs> so, we're, so I could just see that picture of all of us in jail. And stuff. They got out, we got in the car, yeah. and we left and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> those, you know but everywhere I go, the, 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 skaters have a different view of a city 100%. completely. Yeah. And you know, so I get to look at things and stuff. You know, we're over in Portugal, and there's this big Seco watch thing that this things comes down, and I see um, Caballero and Tony Alva and Kristen looking Oh, oh. No. So I stop <laughs> in the middle of it. It was a big turnaround, right? So I stop, let them out, and all of a sudden, you know, you see them, and then they're turning and coming down oh, yeah, this thing yeah, yeah, in yeah. the centerpiece and wow. stuff. But they find more ways to find interesting places to. Uh, For sure. You oh know, yeah. And especially, you know, watching the younger younger skaters today oh, yeah. and stuff. You know, there's no fear.
1: That's skateboarding, man.
0: That's, yeah, you know,
4: yeah.
1: you're, we, see, we do see the world differently. Yeah, For really? sure. For sure.
4: I have a question actually about the Vans Park series. Yep. It was Big contest. It was involved working with the Olympics initially, right? To go
0: into the Olympics? We, we did it for like three or four years uh-huh. and then the Olympics talked about it and then we were going to be involved but we didn't get involved and um, it was just kind of a, political thing that i didn't like
4: okay Mm -hmm.
0: you know i'm glad it's in there yeah i'm glad riders are having a good time i just didn't like that when they first started a year and a half in advance um there was a great skater today jagger i was in china and they had a rule again this is the first thing a year olympics aren't for a year and a half that rule you had to be 18 you had to wear a helmet Mm -hmm. so jaggers like a month away from being 18 and didn't he qualified first and then they were going to disqualify him (laughs)
1: Oh, he wasn't because oh. he wasn't wearing a helmet. Right. So oh, then somebody so I, I'm, I'm
0: sitting here. I'm saying, okay, I know all of the head people, the judges and everything else and stuff are there. And I'm waiting for them to come back. And then it didn't matter what anybody said from USA Skateboarding or this or that. The guy from Italy makes a decision. So they tell him, okay, now you can go and skate again and see if you can qualify, which he would have anyway. Uh-huh. So before he got, to, he went out. And with the helmet and stuff, skate again, and all of a sudden they just said, "No, you're disqualified." So oh. him and his dad got up and left. I got up and left. And the last time I talked about it, wow, wow. Stuff. I just, it's just, it's just, you know, integrity. Well, there's USA Skate. They gave him
2: an opportunity to do it again. He was
0: going to go back out there and skate again, That's right. crazy. And then uh, no,
1: yeah.
2: What? Yeah, that's
0: lame. Well,
1: there's the USA skateboarding, but then you're talking about the, the Italy is the governing yeah. body that that governs all the, the wheels. Head, head sports, guy for right? Olympics and stuff that was there. And stuff. It's all wheels, like world has anything, world anything world that has skate. a wheel. In, those, in yeah. those days,
0: yeah, it would have been roller skating, or whatever, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just going, and the people inside at that time, you know, um, I really wanted to see you know park keep growing and stuff. Sure, but sure. we just decided, okay. And then the next couple times we had the Vans US Open, they built more street things which is okay. okay. So yeah. we could give them some love on the beach and stuff too for both BMX and skate and stuff.
1: We got to do more Vans downtown showdowns and stuff. Yes. That's yeah. where we, I did, I it's know. so much fun. I know. It's so much fun. I was,
0: I, why, didn't I hear
2: word that that was coming back? Is, that com- is there okay, a-
0: let's, let's do it. <laughs> anyway, right. I know, I know. But don't worry. I'm the events guy. Let's go. And, you know, again, just new new, new faces and stuff in the company. Sure, I just sure. have to convince it. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, you know, beautiful. I mean, there's, there's nothing better. I always wanted to take... <clears throat> Get an airplane Ooh. and invite, you know, let's say 20 guy skaters, 20 girl skaters. And you sign up by, you don't know where we're going. It's, you know, oh. and you just fly out to a location Love and then that. do it there. Mm. You know, because I always heard like Omar told me about Black Pearl out in the Caribbean and stuff. Great. Let's fly there and go. Let's find you it. But, <laughs> of course, so many, Omar wants to go there. So, <laughs> there's so many, so many <laughs> parks that are out there today that it would be great. To, it's an unknown destination. You know, oh my they God. Have Survivor and everything else. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. Just follow this thing. Fly in. Shh, Ready to go. Van yeah. survivor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <You> see, <laughs> last last person there. standing right? Right.
1: wins. <laughs> yeah. I just like, you know what? For me, it's, it's bringing the skateboarding community together. That's what yep. these events and contests are, you know? Uh,
0: and we, we've always wanted to be inclusive. Yeah. To me, it's not just about our brand. It's about skateboarding brand. It's everybody. You know, we, we've done many contests. Hey, Don, come on over, mm-hmm. you know, bring, bring, bring your brand. Hey, come on over your wheels and trucks. And, you know, Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the best way. It's, it's good for everybody. Right. Just because, and again, and you get the best talent. You know, they have, you know, Tampa Am, and then they have Phoenix Am, and the young people get a chance to go out. Then we need more of that. For sure. You know, that's advertised for skaters, feel like they have a place to go. How do I become um, a pro? Sure. You know, mm-hmm, sure. I was listening to the story with the Bones Brigade. They reached out. That was another thing we just did about 3 months ago is they had a reunion of Bones Brigade at the skate park. I heard the, about the, that. Yeah. And so Stacy George and then all the Bones Brigade guys were there. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about stories and stuff and Christian was there and then they called Christian up to join them and stuff and talking about the stories cuz Christian was, you know, on uh, Dogtown that he was on Alva. Yeah. And um <laughs> They wanted to have him go over to Bones Brigade, and he was there for a while, and then he thought he wanted to go to pro, and Stacy wanted him to wait about a year and a half. So he left, okay, and he went, he went to Dagger, he went to different things, and eventually, it took a year and a half before he became pro. <laughs> so Stacy was kind of on, but they talk about that story because he left, Tony Hawk came in. Mm. That was Christian's replacement from the Bones Brigade. Wow. When Christian left, then Tony Hawk came in. <laughs> So you see how all these things tie together. It's so How those funny. guys, you know, just legendary people, you know. That's the thing, you know, that group and the, the older group mm-hmm. earned their way because of the time they spent around the world signing autographs before selfies and all this oh, other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they paid the time. They, they did can. the demos. Yeah. There's a lady that I still sponsor today, Gail Webb. And Gail was like America's mom, but she always did demos at all the schools. She did at Knott's Berry Farm. She did it at, you know, the um, other amusement parks around the whole country. And we still, Gail's been with us probably close to 40 years. Wow. And just, you know, loves kids. And people like Tony Hawk and people like, people like that all were in her shows. In the mm. They learned how to perform under pressure doing a show. And you know she's just an amazing person, and we still you know love her. And people like Sonia Catalano who passed away last year uh, with um, Castle. Mm-hmm. How many big, kids came big, up big in Castle castle. contest? Oh, yeah. Castle. Yeah. And Castle's still going on. We still support him with things that we give him. Scale web right here. Yeah. Oh, you know. America's so, sports mom. Yep. So she rode motorcycles. She still does. But she's in her 70s, okay? Mm-hmm. And But she was sponsored by motorcycle companies, but skate companies, bike. But she did all of these shows all around the world and really, you know... Was the beginning years of skateboarding and people to see what they could do because here's this lady and she's promoting and she's saying no to drugs, she's saying no to alcohol and just have fun. Right. And so mm. that 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 was her. So but, Gail actually gonna come see us next week and stuff. She lives, oh yeah. That's she lives so out cool. in like a Temecula area, oh, Paris, okay, okay. Men- Menifee. So there's a new pump track. That they're big out there, out in Menifee, I think it is, or Paris area. Oh. And I went to the opening, and they named it after her. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, it's, it's like, you know, for, for bikes and skateboards. I love that. But it's a big, big, big place. There's yeah, there. a plexiglass
1: yeah. ramps yeah. right there, see?
0: You know? Yep. Wow. So we had, we had one, you know, because the guys in the early days, they had, you know, 8-foot, 12-foot ramps. That's it. I mean, you know, you have a contest, can't get 50 yeah. feet or less, you know? <laughs> you know those guys had to perform, and it was, there was no flat bottom. It was, mm, mm, mm. it was quick. Wow. Yeah. So we were going to be on the Today Show one time, Ever took our plexiglass fans ramp on a barge over to Catalina for the Today Show to do it. Uh-huh. And we almost lost it in the water because it was rough seas going over. Almost <laughs> went over. <laughs> but they, they got it done. Ugh. Wow. Yeah,
1: I feel like you have so much fun. Yeah. Non-stop. That.
0: That's, you know, I, I guess if I wasn't mm. enjoying what I was doing, you know, at my age, 68 years old, I wouldn't be doing it. Well,
1: but. you almost yeah. uh, you you were enjoying it at one point and you yeah. you were ready to walk away yep. from everything. Yeah. So, I asked you about the oh, Well, well, first of all, let's get into the cab stuff too because yeah, the cab sure. had he had his his shoe that came yeah. out in what do you say uh, 89?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was working on 88, 89, 89 and the full full cab cab. The full out. cab.
1: Right. I love the fact and this is, kind of goes back to you even you guys even listening to your customers on what colors they want and what they want on their shoes but here was a here was a full cab. Yep. People were starting to cut them, put stickers around them, duct tape, whatever. And cab I, said, I "Okay, it. I'm sick of this."
0: Yeah, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. You know, let's just make out. a low cab or right. whatever. You know, yep. and so that's where the half cab came. The half stuff. cab. So came inside. Actually, Bunny, uh, one of our designers, she's the one that worked with Steve and that. But he was so particular on the first one, meaning he wanted to have that kind of croc looking leather and every little piece on it. My dad would have went nuts. Yeah. Why? It was, it was after his time. He sold the company because. There was so many stitching parts on that shoe.
1: This this shoe right here.
0: We have right, we had limitations on how many we could make. Look at all the stitches on this. Stitching is a real special thing that not anybody can do. And this shoe here has many different layers, so it would wear longer. Okay. And the ollie area, as, as well as, you know, different angles, puff, you know, in the back for the, mm-hmm. for there, the tongue's puffy. There's a label. And my dad never would have okayed any of this stuff, because he's pretty simple. Okay? okay. So this happened after it wasn't his company. <laughs> <laughs> we could only make maybe 1,000 pair a day. Then it would go to $1,250. 6 months later, it would go to 1,500 pair a day. Eventually, so it was limitations because of the stitching. Got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, with, with it being overseas now and stuff, there's no limitations. But those first five or six years, and when the half cab came out, we couldn't make as many as we could sell. Interesting. Mm. So it was a specialty thing. <laughs> and again, with Vans, you can make it yellow, orange, green, whatever you want to yeah, custom yeah, yeah. But it's a very hard shoe to stitch. I
1: love that yeah. it was such a labor-intensive shoe, but then, now you got people cutting them.
0: Yeah, you know, and <laughs> just effect. like all the work
1: that went into him, they're just yep. cutting right off.
0: Yeah, and then the so then true. the half cabin it just had the 30th anniversary this last year. Isn't right. that crazy? 30. Yeah.
1: Years. But I love the fact that he went in and was like, "Listen, let's just make a let's let's he, cut this off." Uh, right. People are already doing art
0: and everything else and stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, I love that. And every everything that he's ever done, when it happened to be Cab two, three, four, different things that yeah, you know, yeah, were yeah. made in the 90s and stuff, he's very involved. You know, There's if crawling. huh. Yeah, oh, even yeah, even more involved, you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Well yeah. his
1: shoe definitely yep. like took yep. off. Yes.
0: And yeah. you know, there's a uh, twenty-five years coming up on the Roly original wow. in uh two thousand twenty-four. Huh. I feel like, like he, there.
4: I feel like Raleigh did a great job of bringing the brand back to its roots.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Another one of the save the days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, was, you know, again, we talked about, you know, the chapter eleven, right? Then the yep. new company comes in yep. and they grow the company. Uh, up to a, uh, a certain point, again, ninety four, ninety five manufacturing, three hundred million, right? Ninety five, ninety six, I'm um, sorry, ninety four, ninety five manufacturing mm-hmm. goes overseas. Sure. The reason is all of the other brands, the DCs, and everybody else has puffy shoes. <clears throat> so, I had I was in an executive meeting with like thirteen, you know, uh, vice presidents and stuff, and I put about a hundred shoes on the wall. They weren't using our side stripe at all. Everything was puffy. Everything was made overseas. So I put all the other brands and I put ours up there. So you show me which one's a Vans, You know, because I went through this before with athletic shoes. This is 1998, 99. Okay? And I call them. They were all full of shit. I said, because our DNA, again, we were making like six million pair of shoes in America. Now in vulcanized. Now we're making less than two million, a million and a half. Because everybody was so excited to go over and get Wally's and get this and get that and all these different shoes that were made overseas because it was things we couldn't do before making athletic looking. Oh. But it wasn't us. Right. So Jeff came in at the same time, designers, Millsy, and other people came in and wanted to get back to who we were. Yes. Because I just told them all, hey, this ain't who Vans is and stuff. Mm. So Jeff came in and was working on his vulcanized shoe as well as they took somebody from doing some kind of like outerwear thing and had him go in and start designing back to the classics. When all the yeah.
1: puffy stuff was coming in, though, did you were you just like, okay, well, let's try this. I mean, this is the way that the, the, it's, uh, it's going. Right. So why not? Should they were, we, should we just should they we,
0: forgot about all the classic stuff. Oh, they forgot. That we, That's you know, why. And, you know, we're just involved in wanting to do all these things here. Mm. And so we switched back, went back to Vulcanized, and— Again, from there, you know, today we have things like Ultra Range and MTE, other things that can grow that way. But sure. still, Rolly in 99, 2000 helped us get back on track. Because he, yes. he wanted
1: this. He wanted the board field He
0: wanted to have the back to the original... Waffle sole, board uh, feel, falconized shoe. Just
2: staying true to who you guys were at the end of the day.
0: What year year, was this? uh, I would say that's probably 99,
1: 2000. 99, 2000. And plus, uh, listen, I mean, he came out with this shoe with the most, with the grinding, the the Staples Center Hubba. Yep. Like yeah. come on, yeah. and some uh, of the things
0: flying over. Um, oh my and then, gosh, uh, you're flying over on these containers. That I can, I don't know where they went in Long Beach. And, oh and so, yeah, but he, he, you know, he was he was a really good marketer. You know, look with at his this old board company. Come no, on, man, around. dude. How did you
4: guys get that statue there? The statue of him. Yeah, you know,
0: it's kind of cool that we can we can <laughs> talk about a little bit here. So, sure, please. So up you know up at Staples Center there this week I think they're going to be bringing in Kobe. The Kobe yeah. Right. Oh, oh, so yeah. again they had you know Shaq, they had you know Kareem, mm-hmm. um, Magic. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're like 85, that was, this is like six years ago, $85,000 we spent because wow. we wanted to do it. And then the, the, the marketing people wanted to do it right there at Staples Center and, um, and do an opening. And Jeff wanted to do it at our office and stuff. So we brought it down and put it there. And so just talking to Jeff on well, how he told me to come on the nightclub, yeah. he would really like for it to go back to his hometown Oh, so Liverpool. Liverpool. Wow. I, thought so, you, I thought you
1: were going to say we, we wanted it here. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say we could put it right here. It would be amazing. So
0: I'm, I'm going to def- make that happen. So we're going to try to go out and meet the people in Liverpool because they got the Beatles all mm-hmm. out there. So not have to be where the Beatles are, but let's get somewhere in the city and so they can talk about this young skater who went to America and made himself a career. And it's Jeff Rowley. And so I want to do that, get that thing in a container and get it shipped over there and then get it set up and work with the city. So hopefully, you know, in the next year or so, we can do something because I think that's that's awesome. Oh, my God. He he would be so stoked that his parents could go and see, (laughs) you know.
2: Where would that be? You guys just got to figure that out.
0: Yeah, we got to figure it somewhere. Where is it now? It's at our office. It's at the office. It's at the front as you come in. Oh, yeah. Here it is
2: right here. Look at this.
0: Yep. Wow. 85,000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that thing is solid. That's one. Yeah, of a, that's I mean, one it's of all bronze, right but it's all granite. It's all lead. You know, it's, Oh my it's, you gosh! Know.
1: I was thinking about getting one made of me, <clears> but that's <throat> a, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. <You know, clears throat> was was it hard to work
4: with them on getting the guy? This that, the guy
0: that built them, I guess, is from like Minnesota, Michigan area, and so. The,
1: of him like actually standing in the position to send it over. To oh, him. he had to do CADs and everything, mm. okay. Yeah, and so 3D scans, probably. But
4: also, yeah, like, cool. I mean, if anyone that knows that you go there and skate, you're not allowed to skate there. So, how did the, the Staples Center feel about having a statue of something you're not allowed to do there? It was
0: there quick, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it cost money to be able three to that. Oh, them. three yeah, days, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay. Was it two three days? days? Three days. It
1: stayed three that, days. That, 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 that was there at the Staples Center for three days, okay. So, okay. Three days, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. And
3: I Very love cool. That. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, bring it back to Liverpool, man.
0: I know. So that'd be kind yeah. of cool. Yeah, be, you know, somewhere cool. skaters all over the world. Go and check it out there and stuff. Because again, they're real big in soccer. Yeah. You know, having yeah. Liverpool as well as another soccer team just down the street, mm. and they're building a whole new stadium and stuff. But it'd be something that Jeff was kind of said. Yeah, I already caught. You know, he'd be super proud. That would be amazing. So,
1: what's sure. Jeff? What's what's Jeff Rowley's shoe number?
0: It didn't have a number. What? Yeah, I mean, it had you know it had a name. When did you that was that was that was that was in two nineteen uh, when did you you guys stop the number process? My dad sold the company stopped the number he stopped process. Stop the number <laughs> oh, <laughs> process. <laughs> after the the factory's <laughs> kinda in between probably, you know, eighty eight and ninety five. Uh huh. No more numbers. No more so, numbers. I mean, because you, you have no idea how many other numbers there are. I mean, colors. Throw oh, me, sure. you know, red, twenty one. Oh. What's white, Bob? Thirty eight. Oh, Chris. 30. You know, what's, <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Purple. Yeah. Purple. Bob, uh, purple 22. Yes. So, orange would be probably tw- uh, 82. Rust I mean, is 67. 67 is Russ, right. <laughs> what's
1: number what's
0: 69? Spice. <laughs> That's a perfect. sentence. 67 Spice, right? Wow. 3867 Spice. Yes. Yep.
2: That's you know, appropriate. That's appropriate.
0: Checkerboard <laughs> X47 because black is 47. So checkerboard X47. So
1: the numbers, there, there were just too many numbers. Like you had the no, colors, numbers. and I didn't like them
0: because, I mean, the way it was, they had the style, yeah. the color, the gender. Okay. 44, authentic. 19, navy blue. Gender, 6006 was men's. 5006, I'm uh, sorry, 605 505 was boys 404 was you oh so, so you could
1: take you could be you could be like 40 uh 45 601 but you could say all these numbers and somebody would know exactly what shoe you're talking yeah. and color and everything
0: like 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 bob could say, i could sit there and say hey bob um old school black uh old school black 3647 right. 3647 <laughs> so why is 3647 why 36 is old school 47 oh, is black okay okay Park bob always in the middle how about uh, uh white slip on
4: uh, 98 is the style, 38 is the color. <laughs> I love Nine, it. Uh, okay. Jeez. If right. you wanted a job, you memorized. It. Yeah.
3: What, about, <laughs> what about white chucka boots? White chukka boots, you're gonna be uh, 4938.
0: Yep, 4938. Yeah, right. Wow. Okay, right. Uh Skate high checkerboard black and white. Okay, you got. 38 for the style X forty seven. Check it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> amazing. You guys are, oh it's my sick. gosh. The funny thing is, my brother Paul, okay, my sister Kathy, okay, okay my sister Cheryl. Yeah. Because we all worked with my dad with, with numbers, always. I could ask my brother Paul. He would know every one of the numbers. Yeah.
1: Every one of everything. So sick. Great. Yeah.
0: Can't remember what tomorrow is, but I know. <laughs> oh <my laughs> ingrained. And you know what the funny thing is? In 66 to like 76. The number one color was not black. We didn't have black authentics. We didn't have black slip-ons. We had black. Black wasn't a color. Wow. Oh, it was. You know, we might have made a basketball shoe in black, but it was never in the thing. And then all of a sudden, oh. in the mid '70s, it's such a staple now. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, wow. But yeah, so funny how.
1: When you, uh, I mean, we we spoke on like you know your dad bringing you the tennis court to, to help yeah. him work and tell him you going he's gonna sell the company for. 75 million or whatever it was. Yep. But then later on, VF Corp comes in, they buy, then they buy the company.
0: 2004. 2004. It was $300 million company, not making any money in 2004. Yeah. And so they came in and bought the company at that time. For almost $400 million. $400 million. Yep.
1: Now, when you, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when you are I, sitting there yeah. and you hear these numbers being thrown around, are you yeah. just like, wait a minute, my dad. Right. Started this company, I was 10 years old, I'm painting the warehouse, I'm doing all this stuff, I'm, I'm memorizing these numbers, I've turned into a madman with these numbers, <laughs> and here we are today, selling this company, again, for three, four 400 million, are right. you... Right.
0: Do you, does just, this does this even I like, had stock i just didn 't have I, I wish I would have had a lot more, but it was it was very beneficial but I, but know? not even that just, not even
1: the monetary gain that you get, but just yeah. like the the, the 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 company that you that yes. your dad built like are you just like the, not that many people can sell a company for four hundred million dollars
0: right. right but then you know over the next you know eighteen years yeah they see how it grew because they gave money to put in all of, a lot of retail stores they got a you know they grew it and grew it and grew it, and grew it sure made it profitable right And but it's, it blows my mind going to other countries I'm looking at feet always I always said you know glad dad you didn't start a bra company so I'd be looking at the boobs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at feet always you yeah, know? yeah yeah <laughs> and you know and you, I mean anywhere I go and then if I my eyes are if I say something to somebody you know um, they have a story yeah. yeah everybody has a story it just must be incredible and it's just Edible. you know it's just you know I walked down the street and said, "You know, hey, they're everywhere. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's wearing. They're, they're everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. We have friends on
0: vacations taking pictures and no, yeah, they send it to me. They're in the all- they're- they're <laughs> different they're all over the world. It's crazy.
1: You know? it's crazy. And I just, I mean, I, I think it's interesting too because like a lot of the kids growing up now, like they only know Vans as like this VF Corp situation, right? right? right. Oh, it's yeah. corporate. It's this, that, and the other. But like, yeah. you know, what everything that you've talked about today." is anything but a corporate company.
0: That's I try as much and hard as I can with Christy and Bob to try to make it feel like the original company. They let me do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, we want to do, we want to do that more just because there is legacy behind grandparents that have kids that have grandkids. And they're all, what brands do you know can kind of go down that way? Right. You know, we just want to make sure the new generations that get introduced to, you know, Vans in mm-hmm. a way for the downtown showdowns. There you go. That they can get involved. You know, some kind of music event that, you know, we're warped, you know, stopped, that we can pick that back up again yep. because musicians, um, we, we go to a motorcycle event called Born Free. It's in June over in the Orange Hills. Mm-hmm. 10,000 motorcycle riders come over the weekend and they, we're old school skate highs. And, you know, somebody <laughs> like Brad Pitt four or five years ago comes pulling up on a motorcycle but there's packs of different communities that love the brand, Ooh, and you got to sure. try to keep supporting them yeah? from punk rock. We did a thing called Punk in the Park where um, it was uh, a bunch of bands that uh, were going to be playing you know, at a, a concert, and so we went out and tried to support it and stuff like that. I love so yeah, it's we, amazing. We, always, we bring the skate ramp. Nice. You know, and have demos. You bring also. the party. So Bucky and got Omar, you. and everybody comes out, and they're skating to it. One of the best things ever was Metallica did two events two years in a row. One was in the Jersey Shore and the other one was in Detroit on this island. And there was like 40, 45,000 people that were there. And they asked us if we would bring skate. Mm. So the first one we brought, Mini Ramp. Okay. So Robert Trujillo comes out and he'll skate over there you know, with Tony Trujillo and yes. stuff. And then the other one was Vert. So they have the main stage over here. And they have stage two here, stage three. So stage two is here. And we put the Vert Ramp next to that. So we didn't know. Metallica was playing on Sunday. Uh-huh. That was the lead there. On Saturday, they came out as a different name. And they're right next to the skate ramp. And so there's. Um, what do you mean they came
1: out as a different name? They wanted to just. They wanted to. They surprised the crowd. So okay. everybody's
0: up at this end listening to Dropkick Murphys, I think we're playing. And all of a sudden. They <laughs> a start. Poor dropkick Murphy. They, they start. <laughs> Drum, 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 all of a sudden you see. Like a video. Everybody, Everybody left. Everybody's running. Yeah. They were running. It was the end of the set, and they were running all down here. And so here's the vert ramp. And so Cab, Hosoy, Omar, I'm not sure if Lizzie was there and stuff. I know that, Jew, um, what's the name, from Italy, was in Giorgio. And they're staring like, you know, that's Metallica. And they all look at each other. We could skate to Metallica. as They start skating. So the guys were they raising the hand. Go, man. And so they skated the Metallica live, you know. So wow. it was, you know, just all of a sudden 45,000 people around there. What a yeah. cool experience, yeah, huh? That was, that Super was great.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's crazy. So we have the
0: House of Vans. Mm-hmm. We started in New York. And now today, uh, we had New York and then London. Yeah. And then Metallica played about seven years ago in London. First small venue they played in like 20 years because it holds like 1,000 people. Wow. And so um, I had a ticket to fly over and a ticket to get in because they had a specific number you had to go. Mm. And Tony Trujillo, the team, was flying him over. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, does your wife want to go? I gave her my ticket. And had her go, because they played Robert Trujillo, the Trujillo Trio. (laughs) So I said, you go. So I got a framed thing in my office that they all signed and stuff like that. Amazing. So I gave up just so uh, Trixie could go with uh, Tony over there, and they enjoyed themselves. I'm telling you,
1: very, very thoughtful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. good time. I mean, you guys have had a lot of, like, these moments of, like... You know, vi- viral stuff like the Damn Daniel thing. Yeah. You know, like that was crazy. I mean, it's too so
0: crazy how things take off like that. It's like fast times. It, if right. it happens that way, it's way better. Sure. And those you two, can't... those two guys. Okay, they they were such nice guys. out from Riverside, mm-hmm. and you know, he just does the Damn Daniel. You yeah. know, no Vans, and so all of a sudden, <laughs> my, niece is a, is a, my niece is a my niece is a a nurse at Loma Linda Ho- uh, Hospital, Children's Hospital, oh. and Daniel and Josh are going to go there and say hi to the kids. So I make a poster up real quick. I Uh had never met them with their pictures on it Uh and put Vans on it. And my niece says there's about 100 kids that are there, so I brought like 130 pair of shoes. We went out white shoes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Specific ones. Those kids, I didn't care if it was going to be Michael Jackson or Taylor Swift. Nobody could be bigger than damn Daniel. (laughs) And they came down and wheelchairs and gurneys with their IVs in to meet them and they signed their poster and they gave, we gave them all a pair of white shoes wow. and stuff and they signed them for about two hours and just before that I didn't realize they were freshmen but I had brought the shoe car we I have a van shoe car in the parking lot. You drove that thing down there? Yeah, I, I, on a trailer, and I put oh, it out, okay. and I let them. Then they're driving around, and all of a sudden, I go, "They're not even 16." <laughs>
1: oh, <yeah. laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they're driving, driving around the parking
0: lot, <laughs> lot having a ball, and everybody's filming them and stuff like that. How crazy! Yeah, so is that? That Didn't was, that you guys give
1: them like free Vans for Life yeah. or something like yeah. that? Like yeah, it's, it's so did.
0: weird how stuff like they that happens. They were on they were on Ellen yeah. show twice. So the second time, I had the shoe car for them to drive out on the stage. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. Wow, that was you know there are things that happen you know like that. You know, there's things where, you know, people are just taking their shoes, just like the bucket water oh, thing wait. when people are doing it. Mm-hmm. They throw van shoe and it always lands on the sole.
1: Like a cat, always goes. on the yep.
0: feet. And so we went to high schools, you know, out in um, Michigan. And we're walking through the hallways and everybody's just throwing their shoes. Yeah. T- but t- t- you guys probably never even knew that. never knew it. Wow. And then now there's this major league
1: pitcher guy. Yeah. That Michael Michael he uh, what's it what, Lorenzen he Michael Lorenzen yes. he 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 wears Vans he's got cleated Vans right. he won't wear anything else he loves Vans he grew up in Southern California he's a major league pitcher
0: and how it happened he's from Fullerton ah. he went to Cal State Fullerton he was a skater
1: yes <laughs> and so
0: his passion he played for Cincinnati Reds for like five years then the Angels two years ago then last year he goes to Detroit okay I had never met him yet mm-hmm. and. He's at Detroit. He pitches so good he's in the All-Star game. Okay? And so his agent reaches out. Hey, he's going to go there. Can we get some different colors? There's no problem. He, on his own, went to a third party that puts cleats on shoes. Uh-huh. So you guys, had no, you guys had no idea. You no idea. was just like, hey, this guy wants some Cool, get right. him some hands. Yep. Yeah. And he put the cleats on him. So now he, okay, is, uh, gets traded after the All-Star break last year in 2023. And he gets traded over to the philadelphia phillies mm. his first game at home against philadelphia he throws a no hitter <laughs> in the van shoes yeah. and hall of fame calls up and says send me those shoes so they sent him up there I got a picture they're in the <laughs> baseball hall of fame now yeah. <laughs> van shoes written by no hitter and from michael lorenzen so right away I, I gotta meet this guy so i'm saying okay so we have a new uh, uh, CEO of VF Corporation, uh-huh. and um, he calls up and he says, man, this is great because all of a sports center and different things and mm-hmm. stuff. He says, can you give me his number because, you know, I'm not, I don't want to bug him or anything, so I'm, I'm going to give it to the boss. So he calls, he texts him and stuff, texts back and stuff, and he says, I can't believe you threw a no-no 124. So that's the first time oh, I heard I that. So quickly, I can't make regular shoes up, mm-hmm. but – I made up in 10 days, I made up 124 boxes, said, no, no, 124, with Michael's name on the date. Then I got 124 pair of those white shoes without the cleats, put them in there and gave it to him so he could give it to his friends, family,
3: Mm,
0: teammates and uh, things like that. And then I went down to, uh, they weren't playing the Dodgers, they were playing San Diego about a month after that. So I took one pair and I bronzed them and put them on a plaque. And so we went down to the game. He also loved Tony Alva, so I took Tony with me. (laughs) So Tony brought a board for him with no wheels because he ain't going to ruin his career. He's a great guy. I invited him to come after the season to Hawaii to the Vans Pipe Masters, and he came with his wife and one-year-old daughter. We had a ball. He went... To the skate day that we had for all the skaters at the skate park across from Pipeline, he went to the surfing event two different, two or three different days. He came to our house. We had a barbecue. Just a cool guy.
2: That's awesome. And
0: just you know, not you know, sitting here like you know, some kind of giant celebrity and stuff. But he's just a great guy, and he's in great shape. And you know, hopefully uh, he's a free agent right now and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. So it goes to the
4: Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they like, did a
1: good job in the off season. <laughs>
0: how does something like that
1: work? Do you sponsor him? Do you pay him? Or he
4: just like, we
0: don't like, have a line this? that does, doesn't stuff. So I wanted to just do some special things yeah, for him. Amazing. You yeah. Know, anything he asks, I do right now for him and stuff. I love it. So, so cool. I just figured, Hey, I'll invite him over. And he came over. And so it's funny. Cause he texted me about nine 30 at night. Cause we left our house at like seven 30. You go to bed early always in Hawaii. Cause you have three hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he says, he texts me, Steve, hey, I'm in the, because we have put him up at the Turtle Bay Resort and that's where we had put our um, team. Hmm. Hey, I'm in the lobby with all your team we're having drinks, you know, so he just partied. Oh, he loved yeah, You know, huh. rowing and, you know, all of the guys oh, over there sick. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it when, 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 when athletes like that just transcend their own, like come back into skateboarding. Like there's a, there's a bunch of them yes. that just love skateboarding. Man, you know, yeah. They grew up skateboarding and it's, and it's so fun to I watch. didn't
0: know and just learned this year that baseball players, I'm sorry, skateboarders like baseball.
1: Yeah. So there's yeah. a
0: whole group of baseball yeah. about, oh, yeah. about, about- He um, likes t-ball. <laughs> <laughs> I right. know, but Rowan, Rowan and a bunch of them have a team- In Los Angeles. Mm. So they asked Christy, hey, for Rowan's new shoe, we want to do it at a baseball stadium. So they had to have certain things. They wanted to make sure you could have beer there, um, free food, skateboarding, baseball, lights, um, a big uh, thing to show video. And so they're going all over L.A. And so Christy reached out and said, hey, you know, because I said I live right by Cal State Fulton. You know, Michael went there, so I need some push. I could get it. But she called him up. They said, you can have beer. You can actually down right field line, we'll open it up so we'll let the guys in the two dugouts can come and drink there. So there's two teams of about 15 or 17, 20 guys, on each te- guys and girls mm-hmm, on each team mm-hmm. came to Cal State Fullerton. We had a game, it was like 500 people there. Free beer for everybody, free food. They had a stand, we had the stand wide open. We paid for anybody who got chipped. I had boxes of peanuts, Cracker Jacks, candy, and I was tossing <laughs> yeah, the stuff all night. So Uniforms, good. and it was, and then we had skateboarding. So they gave away $2,000. There it was. All right. Yeah. <laughs> $2,000. Always with the food. Yeah. Hey. got to have it, man. So $2,000 for all the kids that came to watch the game. They oh. could skateboard and just show their stuff. And so between Rowan and the rest of the team guys and stuff, that Ray Barbie played the opening um, thing. And uh, they said, hey, can you drive Rowan down to the, the uh, opening pitch? I said, no, let his dad. So his dad, I let him dad drive Jump him down the there okay. and get out and throw him a couple of pitches. But Amazing. this is the most hilarious. I, can't, I really want to do a, 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 another one, you know, because they had a ball. Rick McCrank, hadn't seen him in a long time, mm. you know, out there and stuff. Salva's son, I didn't know how funny he was. <laughs> I mean, he's not throwing pitches. He's throwing like these things here. Um, balls, it was, yeah. yeah, all right. But... You know, everybody had such a great time. Amen. And guys, girls, umpires, all the coaches from Cal State Fullerton come up. They never seen so much stuff going on. And the scoreboard wasn't that good of quality. Uh-huh. So Pete, who works with us, Peter Derricks, he rented uh, Jumbotron and put it in left field like this here. So that after the game was over, everybody went out there, sat down, and then we showed his video piece wow. on the Jumbotron it, it looked like there it was yeah. yeah
2: so I mean wait how long ago was this this was recent yeah,
1: yeah. I saw yeah. all this stuff later and I'm oh, like wow, oh, awesome. I
0: wish I was there I wish I went I didn't that's know about, about it it's kind of like you know the downtown showdown yeah, yeah. just so much fun yeah. I love good.
1: that bro yeah 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 you got Anthony Van England yeah, yes. is, this, is this the second shoe that's coming
0: out or is this uh, more than more than that yeah but how many it's the newest shoe all I know is that it's going to be March like 23rd or something but it's coming up it's going to be downtown LA Yeah. from there it's going to go to Shanghai. I'm going to go. Oh, yeah? Then it's going to go the next week to Seoul, Korea. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> how, big, how big is your suitcase? Let me jump yeah. in there. Jump and then in, uh, in uh, uh, the summertime, it's going to be in Paris. I think it's wow. June. It's going to be in Paris. Wow. Okay. So when Propella came out years before, I, I just didn't get to go to the Shanghai or Sydney mm-hmm. when I was mad, but I got the other nine <laughs> with Alva and Cab and Asoy. We Asoy. That was a great time. I mean, I had never been on video premiere tours before. But we had a good time <laughs> out there, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, Anthony's new shoe is going to be great. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to our marketing team inside is working on a special thing that they're going to be skating and have for that. So I'm looking forward to see what happens in Shanghai, and what happens over in Seoul, Korea, and then Paris and stuff. But it's a big thing when you know oh, a, a new cool shoe is coming out.
1: what's that. I'll put you
0: on Yes. Please hey, put him in. Uh, yeah. yeah, I want to
1: go to Shanghai. I want to go to... <laughs> <Orlando>. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to... I mean, Anthony of Eng- England, such a great, yeah. great Straight skateboarder. Yep. And, yeah. and, and a great So much... Yeah, yeah. so yeah. well-deserved for for, yeah. for
0: another shoe. And, and, you know? and, and just seeing, you know, how good they skate still. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, you've got, like, TA in the 60s and Cab in the late 50s and Soy in the middle 50s, and then you come down, you know, where... Uh, Different guys are just getting in their Mm forties, mid forties, and they're still skating. That's remarkable,
2: and it's very inspiring to I think a lot of like skaters. That I mean, I'm 46, so for me to see all this is like beyond inspiring. You know, so if if I'm
0: going to travel somewhere, I'm going to try to make sure. Okay, Ray's going to come on because he can skate. And I can have him play music. Yeah, you got okay. the whole thing. Yeah, Same yeah. thing with Tony. You know, Christian, he's just going to be you know talking it up and stuff like that. Cab, but you know, you get that little sense, hey, Lizzie, you want to go? Hey, Ron, what, are you already going? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you reach out to you know, all, the, all the different uh, characters and stuff. So when I go, I try to round it off so that I can have a little bit of art, a little bit of music. And then you know the legends themselves and stuff. So it's it's and we haven't been over to Asia in probably like four or four and a half years. So it would be great to get back over there. We're gonna I'm gonna slide into Vietnam and go to our biggest factory. Oh wow really? Yeah, I'm gonna have all the guys make their own. That's shoes. your biggest
1: factory out there.
0: Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Oh. So most of the factories today are in Cambodia okay. and uh, and Vietnam. They do great jobs, and there's other ones in South America because of tariffs coming in. Some a little ah, bit in Brazil, a little bit in Argentina for South American market. Some in the Philippines and stuff. But
1: when up, when corporations the corporation come, you know like VF Corp now owns it, I mean, are you, are you 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 seem to know every in and out of the business? Do you still like keep up with everything that goes on? I mean, it must be h- difficult, but yeah, like yeah.
0: now, um, I know a lot about a lot of things, and you know, visit our stores. To me, that's where the rubber meets the road. Okay. You know, our retail stores, I always post up on them because, you know, hey, thanks for working with us. So when COVID came and mm-hmm. everybody said, stay inside, you can't go to, you know, I, after three months, I said, if my retail stores are open and they're working with a mask on, good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And Tony, Christian, Steve, they went on different trip. We visited 353 stores the next oh. year and a half. Okay. We took – first – time we went out for 10 days it was a little bit much because you're talking to six or eight stores and you're up from like six thirty in the morning until like eight thirty at night when you're having dinner and after 10 days how you know talking to you know, <laughs> yeah. them after that we did seven so we, we went first time we went all the way to chicago the next time we flew in we went there over to new york then we went down to the Eastern Seaboard. Mm. Then we went around Florida. Then we went around. Te- we went to uh, Atlanta and over to uh, the beginning of Texas. The next time we came in, we did Texas. Uh-huh. You know, getting 40, 50 stores.
2: These are checking your stores, Our or stores. Che- okay? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and again, if wow. it's journeys or zoomies or something like that, they would pop in and say hi. But okay. you know, normally having, uh, you know, always have swag, giving it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if it happens to be one of those Cinnabon places, you drop them some Cinnabons, oh, those <laughs> Cinnabons. <laughs> mm-hmm. some Wetzel pretzels. <laughs> Give me <laughs> a pretzel yeah, and a Cinnabon. The, the wrapped hot dog. I oh like that Oh, my God. Hot dog on a stick. But, yeah. yeah. The but, you know, it, it, <sighs> it's, it's, it's something that, you know, whenever we get a chance to go out, and uh, hopefully April, we going to be uh, Europe, mm-hmm. and then May, we're going to go out to uh, um, Anthony's things uh, over in Asia and stuff. But yeah, we're going to go man. to the factories. So when we go to the factories, we'll make sure it's like, I'm going to go down to Hoffman Fabric. Nathan uh, Fletcher, his grandfather's ho- Walter Hoffman, owns a fabric company, Hawaiian Prince.
1: Okay. That, that's your that's your thing. Thousands. That's your wow. thing.
0: So I'll go and buy like 10 different, 15, they don't have to buy, they give them to me. <laughs> Fabrics. So three yards gets me a pair of shoes and uh-huh. a shirt. Okay. So I'll take the, the fabric with me, send it overhead time so they can make the upper, and then I'll make my own shoes when I go there. Oh, really? Yeah two and a half of the three yards, I send over to get a shirt made. So I have a shirt and shoes that make. Oh, but when we, go, <laughs> when we go out there, I want to definitely, so if a soy goes or Alva goes or cab goes yeah, or yeah, yeah. Rolly goes, I'll have some different uppers made so they can make their own shoes. Oh, I so love, it's fun man. watching them, you know, make their own shoe yeah, and look cooking at you. You, got all the, stuff. you got all the perks, yeah. you know, yeah. going
1: over, sending fabric yeah, over. You know? So
0: when you when you go to countries, you know, like Asia, when I was in China before we did this, and so they have like, 15 press people that are with you when you go to the factory. Okay. So I wanted to see if I could even though they don't understand language I had a box folding contest for a hundred bucks. So I give them each a box and then when we say go and they're interpreting, fold the box yep. up whoever gets done gets this C note you know, are you, so you are you
1: talking about a, like a Vans, Vans box? box, like a yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah shoe yeah, box. yeah,
0: yeah. So you know, so I grab it. He wants to be in it too, you know. Of course, so he wants that so hundred, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, they do, you know. So it's just doing fun things sure, with the press. Sure, so they sure. all did, Here's a person finished it in like you know thirty seconds. Wow! You give him a hundred dollar bill and
1: fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. you're having fun. Yeah. are you winning? Are, are you retirement? What are you? Yeah. Are you gonna? So what's what's going on?
0: I, I just I just said that I'm I'm gonna go to three quarters. So my wife's really been married for coming up on 48 years. Congrats, so she doesn't congrats. believe me, so she had me go to my mother's house down the street. What do you mean she doesn't
1: believe you're gonna, you You want to retire? No, she
0: won't believe that I'm going to slow down to, okay. go to three quarters. So okay. I've been doing it for two months, and, you know, it's 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 kind of the same. But I wanted Christy, Peter, you know, Dennis, everybody else, do the things. I don't want to hold them back. Let them, you know, get out and get to be the top dogs. What do you mean the quarters,
1: area. though? What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, so, what do
0: Right now, my wife thinks it's three days, but I'm telling her it's four days instead of five. You know, but
1: oh, like when I'm slowing down in that that matter. Okay, we're taking one day Day off. Yeah, (laughs) one day off. But
0: right, but I also did that to my salary to prove to myself that I got to slow down. Okay, and so I'd say to myself, if I get you know three quarters, is better than being retired and getting nothing.
1: True. and
0: so I'm trying this is something that I'm okay. just trying to but do
1: you're, but I, th- I think you're just having so much fun though to yeah, this day
0: I, I know and I, I figure hey if I do this and I can do I'm having fun for the next two three four years or something yeah, yeah my yeah. dad retired when he was like 59 and he lasted he lived to almost 91 Amazing. my mom's 93 and a half wow okay so at some time I just you know back off but I don't know how I'm going to explain when I'm going to go over to Asia for nine days yeah. so she'll have me off for two weeks before then or something but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted the day to day to things everybody else can handle sure sure. you want me to go to Av, Anthony's thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll be there you want me to be over here? I'll be there.
2: Yeah, We're but we go still do we,
0: this for this. I'll be there. Just very, very selective on yeah. how you move. We the, need yeah. right now. You. it's still all, but it's you know. We yeah. need you barbecuing. Yeah. yeah, we need you at these events, man. I, I feel I, like you're the heart and soul and of these things. I always yes. said to somebody, I said, you know, if I had my own place restaurant that i spent only my time there and versus everywhere else it would be great and everybody says no don't do restaurants they all fail and everything else is what it's just you think yourself well you can spread yourself all over the world but if you were in one place because i always like the hard rock oh because i'm kind of a picky eater Are you meaning i like burgers i like fries i like you know like American quesadillas food. Yeah. i like yeah. nachos and stuff so if i'm in shanghai and there's a Hard rock? I'm there. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I don't care where anybody else wants to go. I'm (laughs) over there. You want to go take comfort food. You know, because you go in and you see all the stuff with, you know, all the music kind of makes you feel mm -hmm. like you're back at home. For sure. You know, so I always had an idea that, you know, have skate stuff sir, stuff, all the stuff yeah, all the walls yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you bring your friend in and you get to throw a pie at them for free you know the Van Dorn place you know where it, it, every three months yeah, it changes yeah. it's you know it's kind of like a you know a Greco it changes colors and stuff mm-hmm. so I always had a dream of trying to do something I just haven't talked to the company to pay paying for it so I didn't have to pay <laughs> <laughs> but you know one day you know it's just you know uh, there's a um, Mexican restaurant down in um, Newport Beach mm-hmm. and um Tony Hawk has different things on the walls in there and stuff. The people kind of go in, you know, it's a good place to eat, you know. It's the type of thing, but you'd have all the sports and stuff in there and stuff. Oh. There. And great food. Sure. You know, you gotta have I mean, that, that's... You've got to have pepper oh, yeah. steak. Was it what, Wahoos,
4: I feel like, it was big for... Gonna, yeah, yeah like
0: yep, a lot of our stuff got thrown in there. No, that Wang did a good job with that. Well, you, were, that you said you were friends
1: with that guy, yeah, right? Still the own own yeah, yeah, yeah. What about waffles? Are you a big waffle guy? Do you have a good uh, waffle... <laughs> in, uh, Bob's cooked
0: more waffles than me because we, 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 we got the waffles, Okay. So we're at the snow events, we could do uh, something hot. Like we yeah, just did yeah. Zumi's 100K, and we, had eight, we did 800 waffles on a stick. So it's a machine. It does six at a time. Okay. So the batter, okay, you make up. Who's making this batter? though? Well, Bob? we call him Sir Mix-A-Lot right now. It's, it's uh, actually Rhythm Hasoy. Christian's son's been working for us about six years. Amazing. And uh, he's, when we go anywhere, he's the mixer. He's up in Mammoth right now doing them. <laughs> but whose who, who's, who's,
1: who's recipe is this?
0: Krusty's. Crusty so oh, there's a box called Crusty's a clown? <laughs> no, it's, yeah it's, I've it's, heard of it of, instead of you know like Aunt Jemima, it's it's, cr- it's called KR Krusty's. Okay, so they make a, a waffle batter so now
1: why Crusty's though did, did milk, you uses milk not water uses milk yes mm. it says okay, water but, I use milk but who but you did. is it your choice like did yeah. you like you like Crusty's so much you yep. wanted to bring okay.
0: yep because the other pancake batter is a little bit you know it's kind of floppy and stuff okay. so Crusty's waffle mix okay so two Secrets girls out everybody. two Secrets girls, out every two, gr- two girls from <laughs> from, from uh, Europe started to do something and I eventually made a machine that had six of them and they over in Europe they put a little bubble water in it makes it you know rise easier oh. so um, but Chopper Dave, who worked with me for a long time, he'd get like shredded chicken and have chicken waffles. <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> he put chicken in that thing. I you know, love being that. from for Brooklyn and stuff. You it with, added... with the syrup and everything. No, that, I just oh had so, that for my birthday. So, <laughs> so, <Shrewsco's> <laughs> <chicken>. <laughs> oh, yeah. so at trade shows, Bob for like fifteen years at a trade show. So let's go to ASR or you went to a shoe show, whenever and stuff. Trade shows, he would do the waffles. He had to buy the mix from the people on the in the uh, arena. In the you know uh, convention center, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and twenty five gallons, I mean he'd do it from ten in the morning, nine in the morning to three in the afternoon. You know, like a thousand. What are we going to
1: Ralph's and buying all this crusty? Like <laughs> I don't understand. Where are we here going? Go, Where, Where? yeah. yeah. Right
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Bob, so everybody think about you going to a convention center.
1: Sorry, no, we're giving Bob a bad trip. Over here. And, <laughs> He's like, oh my god!
0: You know <laughs> Waffles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sniff your way to our booth. That's how we got it. Where them. is this coming they from? They come by, oh and Bob's got it there. You want Nutella on it. You want powdered sugar. Yeah. you got oh. maple syrup. Sometimes we even bring in some real, you know, authentic in the jug maple syrup. Oh. And then <laughs> I saw berries and strawberries and stuff. So everybody knows when you go to the show and you yeah. smell that, you go to the Vans booth. Oh. And then he'd hand out stickers and some swag and stuff like there. But that kind of got everybody. So for years, everybody Started the morning off all day long. Come over and get waffles because he keeps smelling them. Yeah. You know, people over at Volcom are having some peanut butter and jelly fight or something over there. <laughs> We're having waffles on a stick. Yeah, but it was just uh, because of our waffle soul. It just kind of tied it. it perfect tie-in. Where, 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 <laughs> where did sense. the
1: waffle soul come into play? Like why my, the waffle soul?
0: My uncle Jim had mm-hmm. his house in Costa Mesa when they before they started the company had a lathe and he made all the first molds and came up with the out of wood. diamond design. No, it's actually on lathe. Uh, so, was, uh, so there's lathe for wood, sorry. Yeah. A metal lathe. Oh, okay. okay. And so, you know, solid s- stack of uh, iron, and he's, you know, doing it out, came up with the diamonds. And so for the first three months...
1: Really quickly, so uh, the the... The, what you're talking about? He would roll it. Is no. that how? He, but it's he, a lathe is circular, yeah. circular, well, right now.
0: This is a metal lathe that goes down, zzz, okay. zzz, and digs out all the stuff in the, in oh, the metal and stuff. Oh, it's almost
1: like a uh, like a CNC like machine, like a router. Right, thing. Yeah, okay, machine. okay, go, yeah. uh, gotcha. Okay,
0: yep. so he made the first molds, and for the first three months of the company, there you go. That's it. Mm-hmm. Did you know? I uh, you didn't know, but I want you to know. Yeah. In Smithsonian, okay, when we opened up the. Uh, Boston Skate Park okay. that we funded. Um, Smithsonian came out on the first year anniversary, and they asked me and Christian Asoy, who were going to be there, to bring something out to put in the Smithsonian for skateboard area. Christian brought one of his boards that might have been worth like twenty grand. Hmm. Is this my kids? <laughs> but he gave it up. And I brought that mold, which wow. weighs probably about 80 pounds.
1: And that's the original mold?
0: That's one of the original molds right there. That's cool. So, that's, that's a outsole And mode. this is
1: what, the this is what uh, excuse me, your uncle or who so was I, it? My uncle Jim. Your uncle Jim? Yep. He so made that. The,
0: he didn't make that one. Okay. Because the ones similar. we made had left foot, right foot, left foot, right. had four on there. That just oh. has two.
1: But so what? He just came up with that
0: pattern? Yes, came he just up just with a said... pattern. And you can see from three quarters down, they're all diamonds mm-hmm. on, the, on that picture. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Okay. So you see it's different in the ball of the foot. What happened was mm-hmm. we found out with the flex in the ball of the foot that it connected and it cracked. Oh, so he had to go back in and change it to put nine lines in there which was like a basket weave uh, and that I stopped see. it immediately so but it we had to crack. replace the shoe if it cracked right. replace the shoe
1: wait a minute all vans have get that van over there is that all of them have that they do i didn't even mm-hmm. notice that i didn't
4: realize that i didn't, I, I didn't realized it that. but i didn't realize the function of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so again so uh, other are, companies.
4: Our,
1: our nine club half
0: cap Yeah.
4: Body. Hopefully, it's coming soon. Hopefully, coming yeah,
3: soon. We, hopefully
1: coming we'll soon. we got the guy right here. Before you retire, let's right. get the. Okay. He's, He's not did.
0: retired.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But um, we My actually. <laughs> we, 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 we actually have an award that we give out for like the last 10 years. And it's called the Van Dorn Give a Shit Award. Okay. And it's made with that sole and the rubber around it. And then the other side has a lathe cut out. Um, that machine that you said. Cut out, Van Dorn, Give a Shit Award. Uh And at the top, you know, again, my artist drew it, and I'm going, oh, man, look at that, Chris. It's got a Dairy Queen on top. Dad, that's the poop emoji perfect because yeah. you know, I mean, I'm always thinking of food so I'm thinking it's a dairy queen, queen. <laughs> dairy queen <laughs> and it's a van poop emoji yeah. emoji so that's how lame I am you know, <laughs> this old guy and stuff like that because I thought okay good man we got dairy queen on top no that's poop okay perfect you know. <laughs> so, so
1: Uncle Uncle Jim you said Uncle Jim, Uncle yeah. Jim just did this he yep. said let, let me make a, a soul and Again, do this and he, he,
0: he, he worked at Randy's for oh, like 10 years he worked years. at Randy's also yeah. he's 10 years younger than my dad. he worked at Randy's for 10 years so he knew about molds and he knew about lasses and he knew about, he was an engineer, and he knew about mechanics and stuff. Okay. And I never asked him why that. Because, again, you've got, like, Sperry. they got a certain siped cut sole. You know, you've got Converse. They've got certain dot things around and stuff yeah, like that yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And the unique thing about Vans was it's really the compound. Okay. It's the pure crepe rubber that we used in there. So my dad started Vans. He knew he wanted to make something that lasted longer, so he made our sole much thicker than the PF Flyer at the time or the Converse or, you know, other brands, Mm. kids and stuff like that. It was pure crepe rubber, the compound. And then everybody talks about if you're older and you remember the early days of the American factory, you'd get your shoes and you open it up and the the, the relief, the paper, would stick. My dad was always mad at that because they didn't clean the bottom enough. But what happens when you cook a shoe for an hour... At th- 275 degrees, 20 pounds of air pressure, all the rubber connects to each other. It all comes out vulcanized. Okay. And so the glue they put on the outsole seeps through. And you're supposed to clean that before putting the box. So they wouldn't clean it quite enough. Uh-huh. And so everybody thought, oh, this is a great pair. It's stuck, you know. And so, uh, you know, if you were to go with a pair of shoes over to a gas station, put gas in the ground, you want to clean the bottom of your foot, you just put it in the gas and it burns it away. Mm, it no. Kind of cleans it up. <laughs> Who's doing that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just know when I spilled my gas trying to get uh, in really my car away. stuff. Okay, like, hey, it's nice and clean now. Oh, it's the give shit award. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yep. So the, <laughs> actually, you you the no, that queen? was a Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. So that's just the metal part. That's, so that's be- that that's built on the actual outsole and, and the rubber okay. But that that was that's the heart right there. So, again, my dad always talked about caring. Who's getting that award, by the way? Okay, so people, each vice president will pick somebody that really cared for something. I'll give you an example. So in my dad's book in the back, you'll see two of the awards. One of them was from a a gentleman that works with us, today, Luis. I take him on opening day of the Vans Warped Tour. It Mm -hmm. was rehearsal day. Just the bands are there. Mm. And so I lay out the two or 3,000 pair of shoes, put the shirts over here, put the beach towels over there, a little bag for them for their laundry, and everybody comes in and gets whatever they want. And so, Luis spots a, a young person uh, in a wheelchair, and he's paralyzed. And he's over kinda looking, and I see Luis go over, and he's talking to him, brings it over, mm-hmm. has to take his braces off for him to put the shoe on, and then comes in another pair, gets him there, and you know, helps him. He's there with him for like a half hour. The next day, at the it was the Pomona Vans Warp Tour, out the Pomona Fairgrounds, I see this guy in his wheelchair. He probably worked for a band. He's probably in the merch area and stuff. And he's got his new shoes on and he's cruising. You know, Luis gave, gave a shit. That's he the, cared yeah. enough to help a disabled person from A to Z and made his day. And he feels like he's just his band or anybody else on part of the team. And that's, that was just, that's one incidence of a- right. That's a know, giving a shit award. Yep. I love that. Yeah. It was funny because the day that I gave it to him, was the day that the board of directors for VF um, were there. So Mm. there's like 10 executives plus three or four other executives from our place. And um, they had their meetings inside, but 11.30, they were coming outside to the the Grasso vert ramp that we had there at the time. It was really hot day in summer, so we had a white tent. And they were all sitting there watching Grasso, Gab, Bucky, Omar, all skating and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I embarrassed him I called him out and I told him about what this award is and what he did and gave it to him and stuff so they understand so it's all, it's all my dad always says it's always about the people
1: are you you know when you say the vf uh, uppers the uh, ceos and whatever do yeah. you you, do you get nervous around those guys or do you just no. like this whatever
0: yeah no yeah they that won. must be a trip they, for them gone see you know always, always you know I'm always nice to anybody and stuff, yeah, no, but for uh, sure it's, it's, I'm just wondering because it's a different world yeah oh, it's it a is. whole different world it is because there's 10 or 12 companies yeah. and you know a lot of them you know okay this one's the president of Delta Airlines and this one here right. uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> right. and they have you know they had big responsibility before and, and they're just happen to be on the board. but also
1: like they're right. making these big decisions that affect the company also, you yep. know. So I'm sure like when they have to lay people off or yep. do this or there's a big thing, like I'm sure that hurts yep. you yep. as well. Like
0: you don't know how much stuff that you do. Yeah. Man. You know, again, like the family would do versus a corporation. So we'll go back to Katrina. Remember when Katrina hit? Oh yeah. And New Orleans got wiped out. Yeah. The people came up to Houston. And so I grab a truck and I drive to Houston two and a half days. And I talked to a person that I knew there. And a bunch of ladies in the school districts had things lined up, so I go to the first one and it's like eight in the morning. We pull up there and um Red Cross and organizations are all there and hey how you doing with vans and stuff, we got the hands of shoes. Oh we have shoes. So they weren't gonna let me in. They had all these old shoes in the ground. And so the ladies from the school district go, What? We okay? No, we don't need you. So they got on the drums. And they just started talking to everybody in the whole district. Mm. And by 9.30, we drove the truck to the first school, 12 o'clock the second school, three o'clock the third school, and the fourth o'clock, at six six o'clock, the fourth school. And we went with our 2,500 pairs and the people from New Orleans we gave shoes to. So I didn't ask anybody for the shoes, I just went into our warehouse or anywhere I could (laughs) get. All the people in the stores would really enjoy that they were doing something. We didn't call the press out and do anything. So it's like Geron Maddox, just so going and taking yeah. stuff. Then you all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, there's big fires up in Redding. Oh yeah, a couple of years that. in a row. Right. Hey, went up there with a couple of trucks. So the next one was when they had the big floods in Houston. It wasn't Sandy. Um, it's just is a name mm. for it. I mean, it was really bad. Okay. Flood the whole area. Mm. Hurricane wiped it out. Oh. So I ain't going with one truck. So I got. Two trucks and the motorhome. So I got six thousand pairs, six thousand shirts, six thousand socks, hats, loaded for bear. Start driving. So we're just starting to drive, and I'm saying, okay, we're we gonna go. So Dennis, one of our employees, says, hey, there's a guy named Mattress Mac out in uh, that area that really seems to know the use. So I've got a some, I got a number. Mm-hmm. I call him up. I says, Mac, Steve Van Dorn from Vans. Hey man, how you doing? I know vans. I love vans. I said, I'm heading your way. I got 6,000 pair I want to give away in your area. You just come to my store first. We'll take care of everything and stuff. We became friends. He's the guy, if you've heard all the big bets for the Super Bowl or the World Series, he bets like, you know, $5 million. And if he wins, anybody that bought $3,000 of furniture from, he gives money back.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No,
0: he's a marketer, man. This guy's crazy. (laughs) He's a great guy. Great American. So we show up there, 1,500 first people we do with his store. He had all these pallets of water given out to people and stuff. The next door, as I was driving the same day, I called Kasoy. Christian, do you want to meet me in, because I'm already driving. Do you want to meet me in Houston? Yeah. So he flew out, met us on Thursday morning as we were going through San Antonio and then into Houston. And he goes, I know Pastor Mike. I said, okay. So I call up Pastor Mike on the same drive. Pastor Mike lined us up. So Thursday at noontime, we were at Max. Furniture place. Uh So he's the guy, when the flood happened, he let everybody into his furniture stores to sleep on the mattresses. That's why I call Mattress Mac. Oh, wow. And the couches. Hmm. 250 people in both of his stores. Wow. The local pastors in the area didn't open up the big fancy church for five days. But Mattress Mac let them in the first day and took his big trucks because everything was flooded. You couldn't get in regular cars. Picked people up in his truck and brought them to the place. So he's a legend in Houston and just a superhuman being.
3: Amazing.
0: So... Christian says, Pastor Mike. So Pastor Mike lined up uh, Thursday night, Friday, Friday afternoon. Then we went to Southside Skate Shop because I called up the skate Mm shop. I called Southside Skate Shop. We had Saturday morning planned for him. And then another school that Pastor Mike lined up. So we had all these places lined up.
1: Oh, so you knew. Oh, you had had a time. I have to.
0: Otherwise, I give them away all the first time. Oh, okay. So I learned that from the Vans Warped Tour. I give away so many things quick. Every day, we had 24 cases of things we're going to give away and sell. Huh. And every day, it's marked, this is, you know, Newark, and this is, you know, um, Detroit. Tampa, yeah, Detroit, okay. Chicago, yeah. and so we ship out four days at a time, and then we put it into our trailer, and then this man, no, you're, so you're good. then when you're done, you're done, so we're done with those 1,500 pair, by that time, the line's all done, but there was lines mm, of people, really? so we went out, did those. Bahamas when they had that out there we went out to the Bahamas we went out to Maui just this year when Maui the fires Mm -hmm, So we find nice people that ship they'd ship the shoes over for free and hold them till we got there Amazing and then we went out and we had like 2,500 shoes we had like 800 sandals 800 uh, beach We had 3,000 shirts and we didn't advertise went to the high school That afternoon that we arrived and passed out for flyers And just tell your friends we didn't put an ad out or anything Next day, 3,000 people came. Wow. We were right over in north of Halei. Uh, um, what is La, Lahaina. Oh, north uh-huh. of Lahaina. Okay. The, the hotels didn't burn there where the Sheraton was, and it's on the fancy golf course. Mm-hmm. They just let us sit up on the golf course. Oh, wow. You know, sizes eight, eight and a half, nine, nine. And everybody came, walked through. We had shirt for them. Huh. Uh, Kipling gave us a bunch of bags, you know, like 300 bags for kids and you know, women and stuff wow. like that. And just had and the people there. Helped in, there were actual people that were from Minnesota, from Michigan, came up and said, "Hey, we heard you're here. We're here to volunteer. Just a husband, and wife. They were like 68 years old. We had to keep because it's hot. Go sit down for a little bit. We <laughs> don't want anybody dying on our shift. But they volunteered. <laughs> Friends, you know that I knew um, from associates and stuff came out with their wives and stuff. Um, you know, mm. so it was it was just everybody got together. One day, three thousand people came, got some Man. shoes. Man. That was like October. Then we went in December for the Vans Pipe Masters. And each year we try to give back to elementary schools, little kids. We okay. make up a special shirt. So we flew back over there, to, and we got to the two elementary schools, 850 people, and gave them there. So I never asked for me, I don't call up anybody. We just do it. Yeah, right. You know, you just go up so your instincts. Just yeah. I mean, going anything left in the hallway. Watch Steve out. Steve took six thousand yeah. pairs That's of a- shoes again.
1: <laughs> <too>. <laughs> where is he I don't know he's halfway across America exactly that's that's incredible though you you things happen in this world you jump in you react react and you go no questions asked it's great there's
0: nothing harder that ever did in my life you know and I got training along the way like there weren't outlet stores in the early days the 60s 70s Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. there was the LA County Fair there was the Del Mar Fair Don Diego Tower there was Orange County Fair where we sold off our shoes so if you had seconds, discontinued styles, we always fit okay. 60 stores. So my dad every year paid his note off to the bank in October 1st. So you'd have back to school mm. up till the 1st of September. kids go back to Labor Day. And then the L.A. County Fair. That was the big one. So we'd be out at the fair for years and years. And again, Bob being with me for 45 years. Christy, when she was six years old, was out there with her mom and dad. And we're selling shoes. Two for ten, get to the end. You know, because it was a line, so I finally had to get rid of the line, so we gave them theater tickets. Hey, you're number 350, that's gonna be about two o'clock. So Mm. we had a chalkboard, 50 to 100 right now. One, you know, and so people could go see the fair and then come back to buy their shoes. Uh If you wore a size 13, 14, (laughs) 15, or 16, Mm -hmm. whenever you make shoes, okay, you always have the ends left over, because there's not that many big people. Mm. So I had so many, we had to lower the inventory down. So if somebody came in with a 14, 15, or 16, or 13, Twelve pair a case, twenty five bucks.
4: Oh! I was going to sit there till
0: next year. What good is it next year? Make somebody happy. They're walking away with twenty five yeah. pair of shoes. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Well,
0: it's probably hard for them to get
1: anyway. For, yeah. for their, so they're know. the
0: happiest people in the That's world. That's a come You're custom- up right there. Oh, yeah. You're customer Forever.
1: Oh. Do you still go there? I want to come and buy something Yeah. I know. <laughs> no?
0: I know. So that was always because, it, but it was only for like twenty days. Sure. Okay. And it was oh. always for like six thirty in the morning till midnight. Now, the, uh, now you get to the Vans warp Tour. Mm. Okay. It's basically two months on the road, okay? Every day you're up at 6, six thirty. The buses get there. Then here comes the trucks, and they're setting up where all the different areas are, where you're going to put your booth. Then we have these white bins that we set up, seven of them, build it, and then at 10 o'clock, okay, go greet the line, say hi to everybody outside, and then here they come. And at 8 o'clock, it's done. Pack it all back up again, and then Groundhog's Day the next yeah, day. Yeah, right. You know, so you're up to like 10 at night, starting at 6 in the morning, and it never stops. Normally, Mondays might be a day off. Unless we've had three rainouts in 24 years, two in Houston and one in New York, mm. so it's on a Saturday, They were all on Saturday, so we come back and make it up on Monday. So you didn't get your day off on Monday. We'd set everything up. It was pouring rain, and they find out it's a hurricane and close back up at 11, and then run into the bus and go try to do something for the How day. How do
1: you remember all oh this? <laughs> it's you know. You- <laughs> We got a rain
0: day. Three of them. It was so miserable. You had like, it down. Yeah, so when, <laughs> when, when we're holding on because the winds are blowing and stuff. But when it rained, everybody just scattered and nothing happened. Right. So I had to come up with something different. So I came up with, you know, the ponchos. Mm. So I put the clear ponchos or white poncho and I put an off the wall on it. <laughs> so they wanted to buy them. I didn't want to sell them. If you came to our booth and you bought a T-shirt, we either gave you a free hat, wallet, or a nylon bag. Backpack back for free always. So now when it rained, you got the hat Mm -hmm. or the wallet or the nylon backpack and a free poncho. Mm -hmm. So anybody went from rain They'd come over and buy the hell out of our shirts. Just so they got for they ten bucks. The they got the poncho. So He's I smart. turned a disaster into <laughs> something yeah, smart. Our rainy days were the best.
2: You know were you guys were prepared. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah so all of a sudden and everybody on, on tour, you know, you should just start throwing the ponchos out to everybody. No wonder they
1: kept you around this whole time. You know what I mean? Like this guy he knows it. In the skateboarding hall of fame, we can't, you know, I mean you got inducted to the skateboarding hall of fame, which is incredible. You it know? was
0: it was it was an honor. You know, the first year it's 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 sad. I still want to make up the first year. Um, and because the first year, again, I asked the International Association of Skateboard Companies, didn't have any money. So I said, hey, we'll have it at our skate park so we can bring in food, you know, and invite the first inductees. Okay. And I don't know why the 60s doesn't come to my mind. But 70s was Tony Alva. 80s was Tony Hawk. 90s was Danny Way. Uh uh-huh. You know, got four legends. The 60s, my brain's not working right now. But we honored them, gave it to them. There's like 100 and some people there. Okay. And now, you know, 14 years later, when we do it, you know, there's 700 people. Um, I've always been the sponsor of it to keep it going and stuff. Um, Just... You know, to make sure it happens because honoring all these people. So year two, who's going to be the '70s, the '80s, right. the '90s person? Because mm-hmm. you wait for 20 years, so pretty soon they, we got to start doing 20, you know, 2000s. Right?
1: Because every 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 Hall of Fame, there you you take each uh, era. Yeah, right. So
0: right. '60s plus late girls, and then '70s we've broken up to early '70s, late '70s because we're almost oh. done with them. '80s, early '80s, later '80s. Gotcha. You know? 90s now probably start going early and late and stuff like that. So it used to be you know it used to be five, Mm. and then it went to like 12, and because they're trying to people are (laughs) people are dying off, so they're trying to you know honor them before. So this year this year might be like 25 or 28. Wow. So you know again so but it it was for all eras of all eras. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And then there's always you know some you know industry you know so like NHS Mm. you know we got it one year and uh, Larry Bama and myself went in the same, you know, year and stuff like that. 2015. Yeah. So yeah. when you know, it's kind of they have industry people, and that's how I luckily lucked out to be able to get one and stuff. Steve, I think awesome,
1: they need man. maybe a little podcast uh, yeah. division over there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> podcast. But,
0: um, our guys um, from Nine, um, who 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 do all the videos and stuff for us sixter sixter Six oh, um, sixter yes. six yeah the oh, guys there the fame, yes. yeah they they help and do all the videos and everybody and dive back in Amazing. they've done, they've done great work with us on different projects that we've had too and stuff wait wait Ooh.
4: tell
0: them where you got inducted two years ago oh well,
4: two years ago
1: what happened I, how, I
0: told, do you, how do you how you not
1: remember this i did
0: again again i um f- uh, again 5 years ago i got inducted into the surfing Hall of Fame on the street in Huntington Beach okay wow. and then two years ago was BMX Hall of Fame what do you mean on the street uh, the, in front of Jack's stores and stuff they like oh they bar. had a little thing oh. yeah, they, have, they have the things there so where he, they he's in skate surf, surf and BMX BMX yeah.
2: so now snowboarding coming next right
0: yeah I have to show, <laughs> my, I, have <laughs> to show them, I have to show my, um, my, my, my um, video
2: but wait a minute what, what happened to, which one did you get two years
1: ago that was the yeah, BMX that was BMX. the BMX yeah and okay.
0: they have a, they have a beautiful Hall of Fame in Tulsa Oklahoma Oh, brand wow. new! Okay, great racetrack, great uh, Hall of Fame stuff for all of the all the items there and stuff. Wow. And Todd from Simi Valley that has a Hall of Fame yeah. there yeah. has done an amazing job, and he is always involved in the Hall of Fame. Right, um, we we did it from an industry standpoint, um, but Todd's really the holder of the Hall of Fame. He's done he a great job with there.
2: his curation of what he's done with yeah. his Hall of Fame. It's amazing.
0: Yep. I just, Stacey Peralta wrote me about two weeks ago, and he has, he thinks he has like the biggest collection of skateboards, old skateboards and things For like sure. that, and wants to do some kind of a curation. Wow. So I reached out to him and said, hey, when you find your spot, let us know, we'd like to be part of it, but if you want to use our downtown show our band downtown store in downtown LA, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. own upstairs that could have music as well as uh, like a museum thing, or we can do it like we did the Bones Brigade in the... Um, Van's uh, skate park. Right. So just trying to get yeah. him back in because he's such a great person, great such storyteller, and stuff. Definitely. But uh, that was a great night. You know, got to share that with my family and stuff Love like that. that there, and you know, some of the riders. Uh, you know, Christy and uh, Tony were up there. Got uh, uh, introduced me and stuff like that nice. there. Very, Very cool. cool. I'm it's telling cool
1: you, man. You, the story you guys. no, this yeah. is. Cool. I mean, you've Ooh, told is, so many. So I, we want you to come, keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Can you come back next year?
0: <laughs> and next year after? <laughs> well, these
4: stories Honey, are actually uh, incredible. No, they they're hey, so thank so you for incredible. what you've done for skateboarding, just, specifically. Just like yeah. That, yeah. that,
0: that um, Native American bead thing. Yeah, there's a whole story behind that. So there was a fire in San Diego, um, you know, like 15 this years ago, and I was in New York. And I called up Christy and I says, can you get Alfredo, um, pull shoes um, in San Diego, the um, reservation, mm-hmm. 80% of the houses burned down. I said, hey, can you go because I'm on New York, get, get stuff and bring it down there and hand it out, which they did. Okay. So like a month or two later, I'm at ASR in San Diego uh, and at the convention center. And this guy walks up to me and hands me this, puts it on my neck. He says, I'm Todd Harder, Native American Indian from Detroit area. And I wanted to thank you for helping our people. We became friends, and he says, I do a skate event out in the largest um, powwow called Gathering of Nations in Albuquerque every year the last weekend in um, April. April. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it with him the last 13 years. Wow. Every rider that we have, from Cardiel to Ray Barbie, Rolly a couple times, Alva probably 10 times, Christian, Steve, have all gone out there. Because what they do is they have this big dance powwow Mm -hmm. inside of an arena where, like, over the weekend and stuff, there's, like, 100,000 people come. And there's probably 2,000 dancers. And that's on Friday and Saturday. So Friday, so Todd, I reached out to Pendleton Mills, and they make native uh, wool Mm. from Pendleton Mills up in Oregon. So I buy, like, 100 yards of fabric. I make shoes, and then Todd sells them at the powwow. The money he makes from that, he then goes back and helps out his local area with trying to get kids off of drugs and trying to kick, you know, at the reservations. Uh. And so it's kind of a great circular thing. And so that's on Friday. And Saturday, we go to the local skate park and he has a skate contest and uh, All Nations Skate Jam. So there's always like 800 people and so we barbecue, <laughs> we give away special shirts we make up every year, we give hats away. It's
1: Bob oh, there making waffles?
0: Bob, <laughs> Bob b- Burgers, dogs. But Bob, 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 Bob's in charge of the line. Okay, everybody okay. comes and they get okay. a hat and then they get a t-shirt and they get some swag <laughs> and then they go out and skate and stuff. So Todd, they have a big TP and they have a big blessing to open it up and then away the you know, native kids skate. Right, and so it. every year pretty much sell out the five or six hundred pair of shoes that we make up for them. And so it's it's a win win thing. So he so he cool. he blessed you with this at, for it.
1: for uh, helping helping his, the his people during the fires, fires. right?
0: Yeah. Wow! He just this got he beautiful. just he just got married. Todd's probably like forty five or so. He just got married oh, cool. uh, this last summer, and he's uh, it was at Devil's Lake in Michigan. Uh-huh. He invited me to come, Pete to come, Tony Alva to come. Um, these friends of ours from Scotland, we're all kind of friends, Dee, Dee from Chicago. So we all went out, rented a, lake, a la- rented a lake house, and he got married on a pontoon in the lake, mm. where it's only up to your waist in certain areas. So we're all out in the water. Tony Alva was the minister, and he uh, did the ceremony. Wow. And so there they all are. We all have matching Hawaiian shirts. We made some shoes up for them. And so it was supposed to be on Saturday, but there was a big storm coming, and they were going to have the reception there on Saturday in this big hangar uh-huh. by the lake. So we moved it up to Friday afternoon and did it before the rain came. So we're out there, uh, there uh, on a on a pontoon up on top, and we're all in the water up to our waist. And it was probably like six boats, forty or fifty people. And then the next day there was like a hundred people at the reception. So mm. we beat beat the rain by doing it out there. Nice. So it's kind of a fun story where you got a bunch of skaters, you know, that know Todd, and we showed up there and stuff. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of friends that are Native American Indians wherever we go. Uh, Dan uh, Darren Darren Thorpe. Darren I said, yeah, Dan, I'm trying to think of his last name. Darren Dan Thorth. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to mess your name up, man, but I, I know of you and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they'll come out and help and stuff for, for that. You know, there's another skate link that yeah. ties in ties into it.
1: I mean, it's man, so you, cool. you've been a part of so much skate history, Definitely you know, and, and just – it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: You have to just understand from my perspective, in 1974, 5, six, yeah. skaters gave vans a purpose. We're not football, basketball, baseball. They liked our product, and here we are four or five decades later, still, everything we do, pyramid, top, yeah. is skateboarding, got to think of skateboarding. That's and sometimes, yeah. sometimes we get a little bit away from it. I don't get away from it. Sometimes the company gets a little bit away, right? Bring it back, in. bring it back. <laughs> <make> <laughs> it sure, <laughs> you know, we to make bring sure that you know those riders that we have you know on our list. Look, look at this, that, you, list, know, list you know, powerful list there. That, you know, Let me just take a look at it. Sure, this is like 41 people. Yep, that's just that's the global, that's a global. Team. That's a skate team. The yeah, that's just that's a global skate Listen, team. So put there's...
1: put number forty two on there. I'll get on there I easy, don't. bro. <laughs> yeah, Van England, yeah. Roly Chima, Christian oh, yeah. Curran, so Elijah history, Gilbert, Grasso. Rest knew in she peace. Was coming off for Curran quick too. Yeah, Lizzie, Kawab Pedro, Ron, I yeah. mean, yeah. you, I, Cab, per, Stacy Peralta, Tony Alva. The... Yeah. So cool, man! All star so, squad. Man. Yeah, you know? all stars. It's, it's just,
0: from you know, all eras yeah. it's not just know. any particular you know, era people, you know, people that I really admire somebody like Omar mm-hmm. since he was like 13 years old he's been sponsored by us but Omar he's great you, you, have, you, have, you have a contest that you want to have somebody surfing or skateboarding mm-hmm. or snowboarding or you want to go do street or you want to do bowl or you want to do vert or you want to do park
2: options Just
0: yeah. in his backyard he's got a pool that doesn't have water in it you know so Thrasher was doing an article on him a video uh-huh. and so they had people stop by for two days and, and go so i'm in the backyard and they got beers over here and food over here and then they take you in the room do the interview and then you go back out and they're all skating and stuff you know it's just like the ramona rumble i remember going down there we went down to ramona rumble and so there's all these tents and it's a vert ramp and this one somebody's relative was connected always with grasso and stuff but like uh um it was just a Avert afternoon. Now, is all these tents set up? Okay, the Hell's Angels are in the booth next to me. I'm barbecuing. Would you guys like a cheeseburger? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's who's there. You know, there's all these different, you know, groups. Okay, the Hell's Angels are next to me. Okay, these guys over here are some kind of crazy man. Hey, I'm just cooking, man. You know, keep these guys fed. Right. But those are the type of things that, you know, uh, you, you, you look forward to. It For could be sure, things right. that they have out in the Etney's Park and they have in some kind of a whole you know not company but uh industry yeah. gathering hell yeah we're going to be there mm-hmm. i don't know i travel a lot and go to a lot of places but dave duncan oh is it more places than, <laughs> than anything <laughs> in the world. you can hear him and, from a mile and, away yeah, yeah. he's oh and, dave's here yep and Hosoi gets to more places than many people you know, yeah, he's in yeah, San Diego yeah. he's up there and stuff like that yeah. I still want to find out where his containers are where he keeps all the swag that he's got because <laughs> he yeah, he he's whole. he's the master of the, the swag get also no he doubt. I mean he's
2: on Instagram he's like I, I got this I got yeah. this he's, he's like just
0: found some stuff yeah? he's the Jimmy Z stuff and things oh like God. that Geez. I
2: remember going to his house years ago and he had like a dedicated room with like a bunch of Jimmy Z stuff and I was just like like marveling and tripping on how much stuff he had it was insane so,
0: TA is real easy. Just, you know, we go in to get, we might be up in the NHS and stuff, and he just gets, you know, this cool jacket and just, just kind of waterproof and stuff, lightweight. You know, they say Christian was here last week. He had a, he had a cart, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Christian goes to our store. The best thing, we go to an outlet store, okay, because oh, yeah. he travels a lot with us in our motor home, go and visit stores, and he's fantastic. And so he found out that there's, like, these things that you can lift up there's more shoes up above so he wears a size Uh-oh. 10, 10 and a half so now you see him on a ladder and on video videotaping, like, oh yeah so every he's story he goes z- oh yeah you know so we always have to ship his stuff home from a trip because gather he gathers so many things who haven't seen this jacket before and stuff like that but having his son uh, rhythm work with us is just awesome that's he, amazing he's a great kid we're learning a lot and just he's a mechanic and you know he, he, Christian's super proud that he's been doing a great job mm. and you know that he's, uh, he's involved with vans and stuff
1: I mean Christian cool. Soy, legend.
0: You got a lot of legends, 40 man. years this 40 year. So years. I got to work on a collab for a Christian this year. There we go. Mike McGill. I'm already designed the shoes with Mike. Uh, so his hey. uh, his McTwist is 40 years old. Wow. So wow. maybe midsummer or so we'll have uh, down at his store. And, uh, man, you guys um, are doing... A collection for Mike. And so he's... What a, what a really nice guy he yeah. is. Yeah. You guys
1: are doing great things with the Ave shoe coming out Definitely. and the whole thing surrounding that. Excuse me? In March. 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 Right soon. This is... Uh, I know. Literally, you're, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, It's crazy. Call me anytime you want to yep. try. I'll, I'll <laughs> go anywhere you want to
0: go. I'd love to travel. Get in the motorhome. Let's go. stick their feet out Never of the water. Never say yeah. that
4: because he'll always take someone's like, you want to go? He'll go. I would, Listen, we'll do a podcast on the
1: road. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, I don't want to work. I just want to go and hang yeah. out. Yeah. Just so, like, just hey, fun.
0: Hey, you know, we, we normally at nighttime, it's always just a great thing to be around a table wherever we're going yeah. and stuff. And Christian always has the same thing because he orders last because he takes the longest. <laughs> what, what do you think's the best? You know, he's asking them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, is this uh, um, rigatoni with this fish here and then okay 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 you know and he gets it all He's you know funny. what i mean He's He's film, it's just great you know it's great and stuff like that there definitely so.
1: Listen, you got to come back if, if you don't mind you yeah. you got to no, come back anytime no. and come hang out with this us is, and it, you
0: know it's, it's great I really appreciate you know the time to share some stories oh my gosh and um yeah, a great story what to to say, Yeah. Yep. so again um we, we said before my dad wrote a book yeah and it starts from the boston area randy's is called authentic That's just right so you know right yep. there yeah and just so you know, if case it's like me, if I read a book, I kind of fall asleep. So if a book's on tape, oh, the Audible, Tony Alva narrated. I this. was going to uh, ask. Eight hours, eight hours. Eight hours. He went to uh, Hollywood, uh, uh, up in uh, Hollywood for, um, I think, he, five days. Five days. And he did a it. great job. My dad asked him if he would do it. He stuff. did. My dad got to know Tony a little bit at the end and just, oh you know, he's this dread guy and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. he's just so knowledgeable about so many things and stuff.
1: It's so rad that your dad wrote that book and, and yeah. got it published and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we, you said, a week before he passed away, it came out. Yeah,
0: yeah. it came out. I went with him to Barnes & yeah. Noble in Newport Beach. He signed about 25 autographed books and stuff when he was there. And we went to the van store, the Costa Mesa, since it was the first store. It's beautiful. And there was five customers there, had him sign the books and stuff. But uh, he. Enjoyed seeing that come out and stuff. And, uh beautiful. So, and future is just, you know, uh, the, new, the new wave of how we can get more skateboarders s- stoked on skateboarding. And yes. the yeah. parks that are going up, Joe Salignia, who he'll be building the uh, Anthony whatever they're going to skate on okay on, on oh, in March oh, oh, okay and then uh he's going to be you know he builds all the stuff for the Olympics mm-hmm. and uh you know helps me with our skate parks in Huntington Beach anytime I need any kind of repairs and stuff yeah. like that but he he built all of those parks series parks around the world and stuff God, yeah. so it's amazing wow.
1: man you've been involved with so I just yeah thank you for everything you've done yeah I mean it's, yeah. it's incredible and just sitting here listening to all these stories is, is, is it's incredible man I'm gonna go home and I really want to make some waffles right now yeah. I'm to go home I want a hot dog dude and I'm gonna make I'm gonna go I'm gonna call, get some call Rhythm up see how the waffles is going today like, what was it called again the the waffle mix
0: Crusties I'm gonna go Thank get some Crusties and uh, what's, what's his name behind me good job rog, I'm, rog, I'm, I'm, Roger. I'm, hey Rod, rog, way to find that Crusties box that was it man that's, that's the real deal oh again you can't have just a. you have to have a. So you have a these special sticks that no, we no, make no, I don't have Germany. the special sticks. I'm, I'm going to make them. Just... We have them. We'll give them the anytime. But they have vans on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we we buy them uh, from over in Germany. The machines are made in Germany. Oh yeah. So we probably have like 25 of them around the
2: world. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> <know>. So sick. <laughs> This
0: yeah.
1: has Listen, been great. Can we give you some nine club stuff to take home with hey, you if you want? Yeah, yeah Kelly, we do the honors, of course. bro. Yeah. This has been, what so... si-
4: what sizes are you? XL. 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 Okay. Yeah. Object, oh.
1: So, oh yeah, we'll give them all some st- some stuff too. Oh, yeah, but we want to no give problem. you some stuff. And uh, we'll look
0: yeah, at the rowing board over there. What a, cool.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a what a journey. Yeah. What a journey.
0: No, I was trying to ask the questions to the guys. You know, for the early days, twenty five years ago, where sure. they were signing posters and stuff. Where today, it's you know cam selfies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, at Mike McGill's, he had a new store about about a year ago, and so I went down to barbecue in the backyard. And so all the Bones Brigade guys were there, and there was a line forever. But what happens today is people bring, you know, five, six things. And it's, it's harder because you want to get all the they people in, okay, you sure. know, and then a picture and everything. And they don't want to say no and stuff, but you got to kind of say, Hey, you know, can you come in, yeah. get one thing signed that we give you yeah. and then move on. But you can't, you know, it's hard, It's especially with those legends,
1: the legends, everybody has something yeah. from that era that mm-hmm. means so much to them that I, they want signed. I
0: had a blue Hawaiian shirt signed by yeah. Tony Hawk when oh, he, he did his 900 did. up oh. at the X Games in, um, in San Francisco. I got home and I'm looking. you know, my wife goes, Oh, you had ink all over your shirt. What'd you do with it? Oh, I got it all out. Oh no. You know, <laughs> I had a sign of that day. So <laughs> my wife no. she's really picky about, you know, clothes getting all done and stuff. But she cleaned oh. it. So can I tell one please, no, tell so another this one, this story? Please, so, yeah. so here it is, I hear about the X games, the first year. It's gonna first be time. Rhode Island, first year, yes. So this it's gonna happen let's say in July. So this is like May. Late May. And I hear, okay, I got this Ron Simeo's name. And uh, I call up and I says, Hey, I hear you got a thing called the X Games it's gonna have skateboarding and BMX and all these different things. Luge and you know, I got riders and all that stuff and stuff. You know, do you have uh is there any kind of you know, small sponsorship? He says you have two million dollars? I said no, you know, because this is the eighties, you know. What I mean I nineties, mean, <laughs> it was nineties. I sure, said, No. Sure. He says, Okay, sorry. You know, so that was it. So just ticked me off. So I get the motorhome. Now, these old motorhomes had nothing inside. It was totally stripped, okay? Uh huh. And I load this mother up <laughs> with, you know, shirts, hats, every, fris- 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 everything and stuff, right? Just and I, of, I, I drive with my buddy across the country, <laughs> and then Christy flies in. Terry goes home because he's a football coach. Me and Christy drive from Philadelphia <laughs> up to um, Rhode Island uh-huh. for the X Games. So now we're... Guerrilla marketers. I love it. So there's a guy named Sid, okay, from Water Brothers. Famous Sid. Bruzy. S- Sid. Sid, what? Yeah. Sid Abruzzi. Yes. Sid a, okay. So Sid, a legend up there, and he's got his own store, so that's going to be my home base. So Sid, I leave shirts for him. No problem. We get in the motorhome, and every day we drive around. We're tossing things out the side windows and stuff like this. I'm driving around, giving stuff away for two days before it starts. And all of a sudden, a policeman pulls up on the side of me. I'm going, hi. He's, I'm thinking he's going to get in trouble for us throwing stuff out. Mm-hmm. He says, everybody else in town has your hats. Can I get a hat? Yeah. That's what RP best. Yeah. RP, oh, RP was, RP yeah R.P. Best was our, our team uh, manager at the time. Okay, So he's with me. This is like, you know, what, 28 years ago or something. So we're handing stuff out. Then we go to the games and stuff, and Duncan did me a favor. He put a sticker on the first time they had the camera that went from side to side. It was an off-the-wall <laughs> sticker on it, right? And then Dave has Van socks on his hands, and he's announcing and stuff like that there, right? Besides the shoes and stuff. So, you know, Cab's there. Omar's there. So all of a sudden— Christy gets the word that the Nike people are looking for a, a dad, dad and, a and a daughter. Okay, and they look at me and I look at Omar and I jump on Omar's board, because I'm like, "There she is!" and they skated me away. Skated to Omar away wow. and stuff like that. So again, we were doing we're all kinds of out. things, you know, handing stuff out. <laughs> I love that, that, but you, it
1: was so out of spite. I love. Yeah, I it is, love that this. Yeah, yeah. It
0: was so that was that was kind of like my 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 first time. Going to, and it was, you know, it was, I, 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 it was a great for the industry and stuff to get something going there. And so, you know, we had another little run-in uh, years later with the Vans Warp Tour, you know. Uh-oh. And so. You're getting the good
4: stuff now. Yeah, what happened? So, yeah.
0: So, so the Vans Warp Tour, you know, we're, we're on it. And, you know, Bob Hurley was at the very beginning years and stuff. So later on, uh, they got acquired by Nike and stuff. So we had a Hurley stage and a Hurley.com stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And great. You know, it's industry. No problem. They're clothing, wear shoes, and no big deal. But they're owned by a parent company. And so um Nike came in to sponsor the event the US Open. Okay. And they did a big job blowing it big all up and stuff like this, okay? So I had a booth there for like ten years, just a ten by twenty booth and we always and they said, No, you can't come. So <laughs> this is Steve, I'm on the warp tour. I got two stages on here, happy to have the brands on here, but I can't go to that event okay so i leave the warp tour i come back okay so now <laughs> spike mission yep Here so we go. we've got this thing that is kind of like the Mobile. it's all plexiglass it's actually over next to huntington beach skate park the guy at grinders bought it from me and it's a, like a 1974 potemobile and we have a ramp inside of it okay wow. a little ramp inside of it so we put girls in there and then they're going to be tossing out stuff up and down the boulevard um, I meet my future son-in-law, didn't know it was him, hired his company because they had these machines that you could produce every 15 seconds like a V. Oh. And it clouds, it floats, right? Oh. So I've got the, okay. a truck with these Vs every 15 seconds so for a minute going up in the air, and they just float up. Okay. Disintegrate. Oh, they keep going. No, they keep <laughs> they never stop. Have no yeah. idea. Yeah. I've never I got, heard I of I this got our motor motorhome. Yeah. Okay, and we got people in the motorhome, you know, tossing things out. And Jack Sur Shop is here on the fourth floor. It was there? That's my. That's where my home base was. So I had a banner made, thirty feet by a hundred feet. I have pilot Bob that I met years ago that did uh, Daytona Beach with me and Bob <laughs> for spring breaks, and he has a banner made like in two days. And so we had our banner fly overhead for four hours a day <laughs> and had all these V's flighting around. And we had all these young girls with backpacks just handing out shirts and everything else for the four days. Kevin, who used to be a president, who was our president, uh, and he worked for Nike for like twenty years. So those people called him up. Nothing I can do to Steve. <clears throat> you pissed him off, you know. <laughs> so we we're just trying to do, you know, uh, a little because we heard in the early days they used to do all this stuff. So anyway, I was just doing it to them for that week and stuff for the weekend. For for so the next year I did it too, and then the next year I just laid off them and stuff. I, I got my point across. It Didn't help anything. <laughs> Made me feel good though. You know, it was good enough for your companies to be on ours, and we've been doing this for ten years. So. They kind of come in and conquer things in a big way, and then they leave to go do bigger things. So they left, and that's when Vance came uh, in and, di- and took it over for the next eight years and stuff.
1: I think moral of the story is, like, if Steve wants to go somewhere, you let him go. Right. Or else yeah. he's going to just go out of yeah. spite he's anyway. Yeah, he's going go yep. anyway. <laughs>
0: yep. But uh, that's just, you know, part of life. Raj, is course. there any V
1: smoke machines going out outside of the studio right now? <laughs> Looking for them. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Amazing. Thank you so much. First of all, first so of all. This has been incredible. This has been incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> don't no. get don't get up. We want to give you some nine Club stuff. All right. This is always stay with your waffles, you gotta stay hydrated. Got when you're like cooking that. those hot dogs, and, and and and
0: and it's Yeti. That's cool. Yes, Pete would be really proud. Yeah, we got Yeti. Um, Yeti. When we go to different events, they give us coolers and different things and okay. uh, items they're, they're like they're that. There. Yeah, they're yeah. great. They're great. We got our awesome whole nightclub
1: and a mug. I don't know if you're a coffee no, or tea drinker in the morning. Get tea, your little. I'm a tea man. Get your night. Oh, uh, oh that's awesome. English breakfast, Earl Grey. What do you? Yep. That's yep. it.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing <laughs> fancy, but I do put milk and sugar in it. There you go.
1: There you go. English style. Stance socks.
0: Yep, oh, good. Right. Yeah. A lot of, our, keep lot of your... our friends work over there, there go. and you go great company. You go. Got to keep your how they do custom things too. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah,
1: there. and of course our Nine Club hoodie. It's kind of like the same one I got on here, except it's black, though. So there you go.
0: Proud, proud, proud to wear it. Yes, stuff like that. There. And and we got,
4: got know, other stuff in the back. We got other stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. This look is look just a little, here. you know, a yeah. little, little swag.
0: Love, uh, love, love the set. Glad to be back up in the Venice area. We have a little store over on Washington Boulevard. Yeah, been there for a long time. I know. You know. It's uh, it's amazing when you run across people and they're passionate for the same thing that, you know, you've been doing, mm-hmm. I've been doing for my whole life and stuff and share stories. The best thing is hearing some of the old legends. When you get the young people around them, they try to tell them, hey, don't go this way. Right. Yeah. Okay? Cause yeah. We've been there, been in prison, been uh, addicts and been clean for 16 years been clean for 24 years mm-hmm. and their stories and it resonate hopefully with some of the you know young people totally stuff, for sure. you know? yeah man you no know, we don't want you to be perfect but you know just yeah keep it somewhat keep your money spend it in a nice way buy some pay real your taxes, estate, yeah. pay, your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pay your taxes please <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't get caught up but again steve you got to come back please yeah. anytime we have you got to come back tell more stories because yes, yeah. it's been incredible it's been
2: amazing thanks